When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning. Isn't there some fresh cut grass in this studio this morning? Hello and welcome to the Mowers Club. I'm Adam Peacock alongside Nick Davis, fresh and ready for three hours of radio on a Saturday morning in once again, I will call it, it's not raining in Sydney just yet. And I don't know what it's like in Queensland, but hopefully the sun's shining. It's always shining up there. Optimal mowing conditions. Nick Davis, good morning. Good morning, Adam. Get out there, mowers. If you didn't last week, if you didn't heed our advice last week, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you get out there last week? Oh, yeah. There was a stripy lawn by the Saturday afternoon at the uh, Peacock residence. Beautiful, beautiful job. So, mowers, if mm. you didn't get out there last weekend, throw the AirPods in. Mm. Strike up the Toro and get out there this morning and listen to three hours of Radio Gold. What's your go-to mowing, Ooh. listening? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your go-to mow playlist. Ooh. Should we have a Mowers Club playlist? I think we should. Text in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Spotify. It's on your way this afternoon. Gibbo's going to be all over it. He's going to construct this. <laughs> We're not sure what he's going to do. <laughs> Gibbo, good morning. Good by morning. The way. G'day, boys. Hi. How you going? See, look, it's all fun and games last week when yeah, everyone else was hungover. <laughs> when, when I'm hungover, it's it's a different kettle of fish. But hey, you you got to live your life, all right? I yeah. I, yeah, you do, I you. offer no disappointment. No, yeah. In you, I'm happy for you. Well, I, I I'm said, glad you're here, but I'm happy for you. Well, I said this last week that there's when the footy season is over, Friday nights are a big struggle <laughs> because it's hard to say. No. And There's when, a big balloon of temptation over your head, isn't there? there it can is take a, you anywhere. Oh, believe me, huge <laughs> balloon of temptation. And look, I, I struggle. I'll be honest. I struggle to say, no, look, I'm having a quiet night in. I've got the mowers club the boys in the morning. Need me. Well, the mm. boys, well, I'm here, am I not? You are. Yeah. In body, but I'm not sure in spirit. Oh, no, 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 I'm just saying, no, Adam. That's a bloody low blow, mate. Last week, <laughs> when you had margaritas on Friday afternoon and you were drinking all afternoon, see, yeah. I didn't say anything. No, 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 you didn't judge me. And I'm not judging you. I'm no, happy you, no, that you had not. a good Friday night. Well, boys, enjoy it because this is the last Mowers Club that I'll be working on. Oh, really? You're handing in your resignation? No, no way. Of course not. It's <laughs> <laughs> the last one I'm working on for a while. Oh, True. Are you excited, Nick? Nick when you, you go back into the big boy yeah, chair? Back in the big you kind of come over here and do the big boy role? Yeah, I did. I don't know if I liked it, though. Who's really? going yeah. go to go into the assistant coaching role? 0457 736 736. If anyone wants to come in for the next six weeks and co-host with me, so we're taking uh, – we're put your resume in. The Mowers Club playlist. Uh, Sharky. Sharky from our office. Sharky. Uh, 0457 736 736. Who's on your, your mowing playlist 
if you like. I'm a, uh, I'll rip into a bit of Tame Impala, I think. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Huh? As long as you didn't say, there was one song I thought, there is, at Mowers Club, mm-hmm. there is one song and one song only that will not be on the Mowers Club playlist. And that is? Sweet Caroline. <laughs> it is everywhere at the moment. Guess where it was last Saturday 46, at the Everest. 46,000 <laughs> suited and booted pelicans at the Everest singing oh. Sweet Caroline. I heard the bass line come on. Because everyone did, walked did, out to watch did, the race. and Big race. Yeah, big race. Quarter past four yesterday, Sweet last Caroline. week. So everyone's walked out. Is that a time? Quarter past four yesterday, last week. Ah, you, you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who had the big night? And everyone's gone out like 15 minutes before, so everyone's waiting, and then the horses come out on the track, and everyone gets yeah. excited, and then the little Neil Diamond baseline starts. And you've gone just scuffling through your pockets for your phone to send me a video. Davis, look at this. <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't 46,000. And the best thing was, on that massive screen, don't they've got it Randwick. They, don't do it to me. They put the... Uh, oh, here it is. Oh. They put the the words because no one's heard it enough. They don't know the words. <laughs> it just it just bled through everyone's ears. Oh, it bleeds through my ears. Here it goes. Here it goes. And then it got to the the main the main part. And, and everyone broke into song. Guess what our pump up song's going to be it's when we not, say goodbye. It's in three absolutely hours not. <laughs> oh dear. So it was a, it was a brilliant um, afternoon at the Everest. Although in the public areas it was a little bit crowded. Um, we're hearing, but oh, here we you're this hearing. bit, this yeah, bit, I wouldn't know. Everyone, everyone's hands went up. <laughs> Come on, Nick. No, it's a great I don't, song. I, it was it was not on the playlist at the 40th at Lake Macquarie last Saturday. It, it was not. You would have walked out. <laughs> Come on, doesn't this get you going? No. Can you clap in time at least? <laughs> That's enough of Sweet Caroline. It's uh, not on the playlist, but anyway, 0457 736 736. I can't believe you asked who Tame Impala was. No idea. Or is. Who does he play for? Who does he play for? <laughs> He's a big Frio fan. He actually redid the – he didn't do the shocking Frio um, theme song that they've got, mm. but he did another one for them when they run out or something like that. Kevin Parker. He does every instrument. He's – He's a magician. He's touring right now. Does he do? Does he do a cover of Sweet Caroline? I reckon he'll do a mix-up. A little great funky beats in there. That's all we need. Uh, Hello and welcome to all the listeners on SEN eleven seventy in Sydney, sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast, and of course our friends, our new friends, SENQ six nine three, listening live on the SEN app wherever you are around the world, and on the Mowers Club podcast through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcast from. As mentioned, 0457 736 736 is the place to send in a text with your thoughts. Now, Channel 7 racing expert Jason Richardson will join us. Did you see what went down at the Valley last night? Mooney Valley, Nick. Yes. Amazing. I don't know why on earth they sent those horses out for the <laughs> the Manicato Stakes. Yeah. So if, if you weren't across it last night, huge race, Manicato Stakes, Group 1, 1,200 metres, yeah. some really good sprinters yeah. in Cox, it. Wait, Cox, wait, Cox Plate Carnival. So they go yeah. Friday, Saturday night. Great idea. Big Moon- crowd there at Mooney Valley. Okay. The thunder from the north has rolled in and they've had to delay. And then they've gone, okay, well, we've done five races. We've got the sixth race coming up. We'll bin that. We'll tr- try and get away. With the big the, race. The Manicato is race seven. Essentially is race six at 9.45. Squeezing it in. Okay, cool. One storm's passed through. We'll see another one in the distance. 
look the radar, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. Let's get them out there. So as the horse is going out onto the track. <laughs> the biggest clap of thunder. The second wave came through a little quicker yeah. than they were expecting and it was back in the sheds, boys. Thank you. We'll come back today. So they're running the race today. They all are. bets have been refunded in the race. So have to go again. So the Manicato, I think it's race 11, is it? Has yeah, it been race, 11, race 11. Uh, jockey replacements, Hugh Bowman. Uh, Blake Shin and I think Tommy Berry will be riding it. They got uh, rides in Sydney today, so they won't be riding in the race. So some pickup rides there for a few jockeys. Yeah, should so, be interesting. So, so race eleven, it doesn't get it in the quaddy, would it not? No, I would imagine not. Well, that's important. It is important it's for those important. gambling responsibly, of course. Yeah. So um, anyway, a uh, bit of drama. So we'll talk to. Uh, Jason Richardson later on. Uh, Nick, you've lined up a uh, a key member of the Sydney Swans AFLW squad. Maddie Collier will be joining us this morning. The girls have got their final home game uh, today at 3 o'clock at Henson Park. So she'll be joining us to talk about what the season's been like, the relocation, the trials and tribulations, how the coaches are going. <laughs> Every time you ask me, it's just an opportunity for you to just rip into me and ask the guests, well, so what's he like? What does he actually do, this guy? Yeah. Essentially, see, you've got, got, an, got it in one. You see, i got another polo this week. You've preempted. See, oh, i got another polo yeah, this so week. Yeah, so what's the polo? Australian rugby? Wallabies. Wallabies. Wallabies polo. Wallabies polo. They're screwed nice. now, aren't they, Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they've they had a pretty horrid luck with injuries, though. I, I'm not I'm a not doctor. Sure if you, oh, no, not, <laughs> I know you're not a doctor, and, and they're going away on their uh, European tour yeah, this you get to week. Go? They're over there. No, they were leaving that afternoon. So was it, was there any... Quick fix. Was there any members of the team that you took a liking to it? Like an early Nick Davis? Sort of or, type? Yeah. Life of the party type. Life Surely the party. one of the halfbacks. No, we're all business. They're all business. It any was a big, it, it was a big training session. It was a big training session. It was good to catch up catch up with Michael Hooper, who was there, um, <laughs> and see um, how he's going with things and have a chat to him about what he went through. It was really – it was good to see him. Has he come out and no, – uh, Spoken about it yet? I haven't noticed that no, no, what, yeah, exactly no. what has happened. But no, anyway, hasn't. we'll leave that for him. That's Easy. Or, I'll, 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 or I'll just tell his story yeah, you for just you. Dove, <laughs> divulge it right now. I'll just no. spew out what we spoke about for twenty minutes. He's a huge inclusion though for the Wallabies, and I'll get their campaign underway next Saturday against Scotland. But they're playing Scotland, and I believe France in the last game of their tour. But it falls outside of the international window, so like. In, in the rugby, like they'll yeah. be playing their European like domestic competitions. So Scotland won't have Finn Russell, who's their best player, their 5'8", uh, similarly to the French, who won't have uh, DuPont, who's the best player in the world, the halfback. So it's 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 tough for Dave. Because the French clubs are pretty strict with their uh, release of players. Oh, exactly. Well, when you pay that sort of money, you're probably not going to release them to smash. Why, the why schedule test matches outside the window? Because the Wallabies haven't been playing much international rugby overseas, so I believe the ARU has just been thinking, coaching, coaching, coaching. Stack the program. So what were you hey, doing? Sorry, with Nick. Yeah. High balls. High balls. High balls. Mm. Catching the high balls. Uh, every time one goes up, shut mm-hmm. your eyes. <laughs> Hope for the rest of the tour. <laughs> not restarts. Uh, no, more. Yeah, not as many restarts. In depends how good you are, I guess. Not in, many tries. Not man. many tries. <laughs> how was Tommy Wright? Did you work with Tommy Wright at all? I worked with a few of the boys. Reese Hodge was pretty good under the high ball. He can roost as well. He can he? kick it. <laughs> he was catching, not kicking, but. Um, 
they were um, they they were really good to work with. So hopefully, um, if they catch well over there, I can do a little bit more yeah. work with them when they get back. Uh, also joining us on the show, <coughs> Chief Cricket Writer from the Australian, Pete Lawler, will join us uh, and. Bring us up to date with not only the T20 World Cup, but that big story through the week about uh, sponsorships and also Dave Warner, leadership, plenty to talk about in cricket, of course, given it's October. Uh, the score update, and we'll get into it a bit later <laughs> yeah, on. Because we've got a next scroll. 84-0 Australia over yeah. Scotland. Close <laughs> game. Tonight, we've got Fiji, Italy, England, France, and New Zealand, Jamaica. Now, the, uh, the cricket, we've got our 12 teams locked in, and Ireland bounced the windies. Because hey, does that add to the stat of punching above their weight? Does that catch them up to Namibia? Absolutely. Slovenia. Oh, Slovenia? I thought it was Slovenia. Namibia. Or oh, was it Slovenia? It was I, Slovenia. Okay. I feel like the Number Achilles... one sporting nation in the world, sorry. Above weight. No, no. Yep. I feel like the Achilles heel of every emerging team in no matter what sport it is, they can beat the best. So Namibia beat Sri Lanka earlier in the week and it was probably the best moment of their cricketing history. And then lose to the UAE, which was a pretty took the foot off the pedal. Relatively easy run chase they could have done. Uh, David Weesay, he was tonking it to all parts of the ground. He got out, but uh, Ireland is a bit of a romantic story. Unfortunately for the West Indies, they they're in a rabble because like they've got the best twenty twenty players in the world. Mm. They're not playing in the team. The Some West them, Indies yeah. have been declining for quite a while now, and to not make it out of the qualifiers, it's a stinker. Absolute stinker. stinker. Later on, we've got Australia and New Zealand <laughs> at the SCG today. Looking out the window here in Sydney, it's uh, cloudy with specks of blue in the sky, and hopefully it remains that way. Otherwise, the more boys chance at the SCG. Of, there is more chance of Saturday morning mowing going on than cricket this afternoon, I would imagine. But... We do know that they're miracle workers, the ground staff out they of the SCG, Adam Lewis and the crew, so hopefully they can get it done. Um, basketball, oh, before we go on, cricket, I've got to mention this. The Shield, I'm a big Shield guy. Oh, yeah. I love my Shield. Do you get out there? Shield froth. No, I watch, watch a bit online. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> I live an hour away. <laughs> I'm a massive, massive Shield fan. I, you don't go that do you? <laughs> I watch, though. I watch and pay attention. Yesterday, you don't like big crowds. Yesterday, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why you the shield. That's why you follow the shield in the A League. <laughs> okay, Mister AFLW, we'll get back to you in a moment. Um, oh, that was a low blow, Adam. That was a low blow, mate. Morning to Maddie. He's coming on the show. <laughs> Mind you, I will say last night at the A League, Western United and Macarthur, the two new clubs, there were more seagulls than people at the game. So. Uh, but tonight will be a sellout between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. So it's the haves and the have-nots. Shield yesterday, Dremoyne Oval. <laughs> New South Wales were bowled out late in the day, which left Queensland 26 to win. Mm. People up here listening on SENQ and 1620 on the Gold Coast are still raging about this as they sit there on the M1 in traffic. Oh. The worst highway in Australia. <laughs> Getting a green smiley face saying, <laughs> you're doing 27 <laughs> kilometres an hour. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> So, Queensland needed 26 off five overs left in the day on day four to end the day. Mm. They were on track to do it comfortably. Cope's bowled underarm. No, three three overs. The old light meter came out from the umpires. But isn't that – doesn't the batsman need to call that? No, he said too dangerous off. Because New South Wales weren't going to bowl a – But normally then the – Bowl a spinner. But normally the umps go, mate, you've got to bowl a spinner. No, they can't. They can't. 
force. That's only if uh, okay. it's in the fielding team. Uh, so uh, then it was offered and it was like, see ya. Says. Moses said, laters. And Queen's like, oh, you'd be howling. That's all, not in the spirit of the game. Is it a candidate Cricket for our is, later segment? Yeah, no. Nah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up again. I've there. got a few there too. Oh, do you? Good. But, um, I've got a couple. The, you overarching, got one rule, this week? the overarching rule of. Yeah. <laughs> Overarching rule of cricket is spirit of the game. Well, last if there's two if there's two sports in the world, cricket and golf, spirit of the game. Mm. So Peter Hanscom, who played for the Australian Test cricket team a few mm. years back, he uh, the last. So this is round two of the Sheffield Shield. In round one of the Sheffield Shield, similarly to how Moses Enriquez batted out the day, Henry Hunt for South Australia. I I'll think say. it was about ninety eight mm. off three hundred balls. Now. Three runs, or uh, two runs shy of getting his century. Peter Hanscom on day four, at the end of day four, goes up and says, "Oh, thank you guys. That's the end of the game." No, so, oh, how did we miss this? No, he yeah, did well, not. Well, because well, you know, I I <laughs> love that. I love that Adam Adam is frothing his Sheffield Shield because you know it brings Sheffield Shield back into the papers. But yeah, so look, spirit of the game, round two. Is that reverse? But Round is one. that reverse of you having to make a three-foot putt and going, that's a gimme for birdie? I'm like, mate, you got to putt that, and yeah. then you miss it. Because <laughs> yeah. well, I know I was going to miss it. <laughs> South Australia, good, this, good. in yeah. Round 2, South Australia played Tasmania. Oh. They got smoked. Uh, Caleb Jewell scored a century mm. in the second innings. What uh, did Peter Hanson get this, this round? 280. Uh, 281. Oh, did he? Not yeah. yeah. Oh, Karma bus. Hello? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Missed him. No, but this time round, he said, no, I'll declare... I'll declare we'll have a chance of Oh, what, because he's got 281? Well, they were playing in a road at Junction Oval where I think Western Australia scored four, five hundred odd. But look, spirit of the game, not always, Nick. Not always. Yeah. I do think the overriding need in Australian cricket is to make it hard for the opposition, but in this instance... You can't concede the game with someone's three away from 100. That's not fair. Basketball, the Kings last night got rolled. Yeah, that's where the Karma Bus was. (laughs) Yeah, the Karma Bus was directing itself. Only one Karma Bus in sport. Under the kingdom. Yep. It's uh, getting getting new new tyres and a grease and oil change to run over the Kings. I'm not sure of the word-for-word quote, but Paul Smith, basically the Kings owner, said, oh, we'd... We're happy to play the 36ers now because we didn't want to play them earlier because just in case they could have used jet lag as an excuse. And didn't he say they, that they were the carrying States. on about they thought they were the Golden State Warriors because they beat the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. <laughs> you must have that. Came back and then that beep, beep, big B1 beep. liner <laughs> just went straight through Paul and the Kings last night with the Adelaide 36ers with a win. 1-1 between MacArthur and Western United uh, in the A-League last night. As mentioned, Sell out the Melbourne Derby tonight. Cam Davis is going well at the golf over in South Carolina. One off the lead, John Rahm and Kitiyama are at the Keep the going down, leaderboard. Keep going down. And the AFLW, what happened, Nick? Uh, Adelaide were too good for Geelong in the AFLW and also the Suns. Uh, a big win for them. Uh, they were able to beat Carlton. So, um, Swans, where are they playing this week? Uh, uh, Swans are at Henson Park, 3 o'clock. How are the toilets there? Oh, what about that? Change rooms are fine. Are they? Yeah. But what happened, the big story through the... I don't, we'll ask Matty about it, but like the there's... The Brisbane Lions. Nowhere to shower and, you know, well, you have to share there. cubicles and all those things. Well, they're, they're not state-of-the-art facilities, but mm. Henson hosts New South Wales Cup. Do hosts, they need an upgrade? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. It's Elbow's area too. Elbow. Oi. So that's what it would have been about. They host me kicking a few screens. How did you go? 
Oh, not great. No, 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 <laughs> no, no it wasn't brought up. You were yeah. looking forward to it. <laughs> no, I, I, Charity I, game? <clears throat> yeah, so I kicked I kicked two behinds. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't get a good snap on goal, but AFL was fun. Henson Park is a great ground when there's a crowd there. Like, yeah. Everyone gets behind. Like, the Newtown Jets crowds, like, they have 8,972 every week of their games. Very, very bizarre. But mm. Henson Park. Well, they're is happy in the showers. That wasn't that to do with the fact that that's the that was the crowd in their last ever home game. Yeah, so that's why like they, they, they post that it. they post that crowd the whole time. Yeah, so when there's about it's poor people. With rain. What was your magnificent line about uh, suburbia in Sydney about the gentrification of? So it's withstood the gentrification. <laughs> that's a good word. New town, yeah. and it still gets back to its roots and goes along and watch a bit of sport there at Henson Park. I think Pete Lawler actually is a uh, inner west. Um, mm-hmm. Dweller, so we'll ask him about it. On the schools, I won a golf day yesterday. You did, of course. Okay, you can tell us about it in the break because no one really needs to hear. <laughs> Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Close game in the Rugby League World Cup this morning between yeah, Australia and Scotland, 84 nil. So that old Billy Birmingham one where he goes through the uh, so it was 112 to four and Sean Edwards kicked four field goals for the, for the <laughs> 84 it's nil. Kept a minute. Uh, it doesn't look likely that Nathan Cleary is going anywhere as far as the halfback position. Yeah, goes. That's, that's one of those decisions that get made, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one now for selection. Yeah, but uh, here's a highlight from the game, and uh, yeah, it was clearly Australia a class above. Boot came off. Hanukkah's almost away. Hanukkah is away. Oh, here we go. Josh Hanukkah strikes again. Pure pace. Standing, he he scored a couple, I think. Um, Yeah, and uh, the Australians way, way too good um, in the end. So... Uh, next up, they've um, well, they've got one more pool match, and then it's through to whoever they cross over with in the uh, the knockout stages. Is it hard for Mal Meninga here to settle on his best team for the World Cup when you're smoking everybody? Um, like, I think they'll be getting things out of it in terms of combinations <clears> with that, Nick. About yeah, it's uh, defensively. There's probably another lot of testing that can be done there, but good combination, but. That's the the question that they're going to have to um, ask now about Nathan Cleary. And okay, well, is it was it a dominant performance? Was it because it was against Scotland? Well, how would he go against? I, I think they're it's one of those ones where like, oh, let's just give him a game, and then uh oh. Geez, they they were they scored three tries in the last six minutes as well, just to rub it in. They just didn't go through the motion. No, they didn't declare, on. did they? They didn't. Are these scorelines <laughs> good for? The no. World Cup, no. Adam. Like nope. I know, in the football World Cup, it's a lot closer than this. And we we were talking about it before the World Cup that this is the closest rugby league World Cup there's ever been. But when You're... Australia's smashing a team eighty six nil, I mean, how is how how are you getting excited for that? No, um, it, it's hard with rugby league World Cup because the, you'd like to make it a you know, a smaller thing with a round robin and then knockout stages, but you can't play too many games in the short space of time. So how you do it, they're, they're there for another month. The final's not until November 19. Um, so they've spaced it out as much as they can with the physical um, recovery times that are required. But, yeah, the, the odd football World Cup, you might get the odd 5-0, yeah. very rarely. But 
yeah, nothing, nothing like this. And uh, next up, they play Italy. So Ooh. it's the derby for <laughs> James Tedesco. Yes, it is. So um, he yeah, might declare. Might declare, but Italy are, are playing later tonight. Um, just on the text line, guys, uh, our man, um, Rooster Man. Yeah. So we did get a text uh, from Iron Bronco. Hey, have we found out how Rooster Man's jazz date went last Saturday night? Well, Rooster Man chimed in at about the exact same time and just labelled it to you, Gibbo, straight to you. Gibbo and, and boys. Oh, and boys, but <laughs> mate, name properly? Gibbo, the, yeah, well. the Minister of Love over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. Last jazz well, date. Last week, jazz date, 11 out of 10. Wee. Next date night is a meat raffle tomorrow. <laughs> is that cool? It's an away game, so her choice. Yeah. But have some interference coming on another entrant. Different day, is that six again or play on? Whoa. Well, Rooster Man, you've got a real conundrum on you your hands. Have. You have. You've, yeah, you've got the Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans scenario on your hands here, my friend. Um, I think he's got the Daly Cherry Evans uh, scenario on his hand. Well, you think Nathan Cleary is coming the, in? No, yeah. he's got the manly Gold Coast situation. Does he backflip? <laughs> does he? Does he? Does he remain where he is, or given does he go? A, and, oh. Given it's an eleven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, you got to go, first gotta go date, running. The first date. Yeah, you got to give it another chance. Can't you delay the other entrant just in case? You know, give this one a chance, and if it doesn't work it's, out, it's, which happens, you can't dual accept. It sounds like though. <laughs> no, it sounds you like can't, can you? that he is meeting one of her friends. Now oh, I don't. Oh, well, hang on. Now I don't speak. But have French, some interference but... coming. Another entrant. No. No. Yeah, n- nah, different oh, day. Different day. Oh, nah. what? come on! Not my rooster man. No, I'm. Nah. I'm with Nick. You can't you'll accept. You can't you'll accept. You can't put you down for the sixteen hundred meter at Warwick Farm on the Wednesday, and then go up to Wyong on the Thursday and expect to run a good race hey, over hey, twelve hundred. Hey, only go. Oh, listen, I was held up. I didn't get a run, and <laughs> yes. I'm fresh. I'll back up the next day with another entrant. No, <sighs> come on, rooster man. Be better than that. Be Your better. songs as well for the playlist, the Mowers Club playlist. Yeah, Bel- Belinda on, yeah. Carlisle, Summer Rain, yeah, thank because you, all it does in New South Wales, Jaden. Yeah. I do love Belinda Carlisle, Summer Rain. You do. So how do you not like Sweet Caroline? But and I love you like Belinda Carlisle because it's not played at every quarter time break of every damn football game that I'm at. Jeez, I'd laugh if they turned it into a cult cult listen. It already is. Yeah. And, yeah. I know, and I know who this is from too, Luke Combs. Yeah. That's Brad. Good morning, Brad. That also, there was a little bit of... Uh, well, what's the... He's a country and western singer. Oh, okay. Luke Combs. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm not and, sure that's going to get on the playlist. Uh, it could, though. Hey, different strokes for different folks. Exactly. And lastly, from Greg from Gundagai, uh, what an absolute cracker of a day of racing today. I've just finished off at uh, Smart Stables for the day and got the barbecue pumping. Just opened my first stubby. Huh? <laughs> Before 10. <laughs> well, well, Greg from Gundagai. And it's going down like water. My red-hot tip today is Melbourne Race 6, Schweppes Crystal Mile, the Annabelle Nisham train number five, Oberon absolutely flies first up. And we'll beat the favourite and stablemate, military expert. Well done, Greg. I had that conundrum last Sunday, actually. Same mm. conundrum. We woke up from birthday party. Yep. Dying for a drink. You backed it up. And opened the esky going, oh, there'll be a lemonade or something in here. It was four crisp, cold Coronas. And I went, well, I'm thirsty. I need a drink. 8.30. Good job. It's good we- job. Weekend reviews on the way. Watch every A-League match live on Paramount+. Plus. Making SEN News this hour. Already flooded communities across the East Coast are bracing for more rain as the Weather Bureau issues several flash flooding and severe thunderstorm warnings.
New privacy laws are set to increase the maximum fine for serious or repeated data breaches. And former US President Donald Trump has been issued with a subpoena to testify at the inquiry to last year's riot at the US Capitol. SEN.com.au Sport is next. Watch every Isuzu Ute A-League match live on Paramount+. Plus. Bet with Blue Bet this spring carnival. Gamble responsibly. Two-time Grand Slam champion Simona Halep has been provisionally suspended from the sport after testing positive to a banned substance. The Kangaroos beat Scotland 84-0 in their Rugby World Cup clash. In the A-League, Western United and MacArthur played out a one-all draw. In the NBL, the Sydney Kings fell to the Adelaide 36ers by four points. Does every Kenartai team member pledge to make your job easy? Keno. The all-new SEN app. Download it today and listen anywhere, anytime. Showers increasing in Sydney today, reaching 25 degrees. Possible storms in the west, a top of 26. We are the home of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. Every game on the SEN app and every Australian and all blockbuster games on SEN. Welcome back uh, to the Mowers Club. We've got the Week in Review on the way. Firstly, a call. Sharky from Nowra joins us. Sharky, morning, mate. How are you? Good, mate. How you going, boys? This World Cup is all good and that and trying to sell the game internationally and all that. Blah, 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 blah. I've got a solution. Hmm? Yeah, the top eight teams play over the, over the period of the World Cup, then top four play against each other in the semi-final and the final. The rest of them, they go into a pool where you've got Poland, Malta, all these other teams around the world, and you have like a, um, we call it a reserve-grade World Cup, so to speak. And if you can win that, you go up, you go up to the top eight tier level, and one drops down. I don't know, but I'm sure they can do something better than this pass, 86-0. Because we're going to see New Zealand beat Jamaica by probably 120 nil. Reggae, man. Woohoo. See you guys. Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I beat think that. he's done the same thing that you did on Friday night. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Rasta. Oh, I, do I, don't, I, I don't mind that. I want to get to this a little bit later on. Yeah. Ideas, man, Sharky. Love it. Yeah, and we are back with the Weekend Review. Great to have your company on the Mowers Club. Um, Trade windows in rugby league, Nick Davis. Yep. Yes or no? Um, Especially a mid-season <laughs> one, which is due to end, and I think they need to extend it past Origin 3, not the day after Origin 3, but that's the, what they're thinking, round 10 to the end of Origin 3. I think you give it another week just in case there's a big injury in, in Origin. But anyway, sorry, your yeah, opinion on the whole I, thing. Yeah, I think so. I think, it, uh, I think it just cleans it up for, for everyone. Um, the AFL trade window is stuck firmly at the, the back of the season. Um, there is a mid-season draft in the AFL, which the, the rugby league can replace with, with trade windows. Uh, I think it does two things. It helps players um, on the fringe be able to, to move clubs, and it helps clubs um, that are potentially going, oh, geez, we could make finals if we didn't have three props out or, or outside backs aren't all injured. But, uh, but I get, I guess... I get that it happens throughout the year, but I just think it cleans it up. I, mm. I think a lot of time in, in rugby league media, um, some really good things happen in the game, but then they're overshadowed by certain player movements or this, that, and the other. I think if you have some clear trade windows, um, 
media and everyone else can focus on some all the really good stuff that happens in rugby league and not overshadowed by player movement every and, week. And is this the case in rugby league if someone contravenes those rules, which will happen? Absolutely. There's a big story out of that as well, so it all blows up. Oh, well, get the best of both worlds. Exactly. Shane Flanagan named as an assistant coach at Manly. To um, who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anthony Seabold. But Paul Ken actually writes read uh, writes a really thought provoking article this morning. Mm. Is isn't it? And no one's really talked about this. Isn't it a bit odd that Shane Flanagan is going in as an assistant when he is known and has won a comp and wants to be a head coach by himself one day? It, it, it seems like they're going to have two chiefs there. What's the point in that? Um, he was obviously an assistant at the Dragons mm-hmm. for a little while um, where the NRL rules stipulated that he couldn't take the head coaching job. He had to spend time back being an assistant again. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think it's potentially for Shane Flanagan just getting back in the the coaching whirlpool and seeing where then he gets spat out. I think oh, – and I listened to, to some of his stuff during the year and I think he speaks well on his television show and – I think it, it, we've spoken a lot about the cricketers and whether and when when is enough enough. When should Dave Water be allowed to be captain? I think Shane Flanagan now should be allowed to be a. a it doesn't make sense that he hasn't been picked up yet, which makes me think there's something that these clubs behind the scenes are either wary of, or worried Shane, about Shane Flanagan about his past. Do we know the whole past? Mm-hmm. And they're wary of it. it. It doesn't equate at the moment. So yeah. it. It has me suspicious about a bit like the Dave Warner thing. That is there something else that is holding Cricket Australia back from making the decision that everyone on face value thinks that they should make? Mm-hmm. And we don't know the whole. Oh, we know. We're not involved in interview processes. Story, We're not in so. the, the full story. But weird. Uh, it's a good pick up for for Manly, uh, a club that needs some yeah. um, some coaching stability there. So it'll be uh, a very good pick up for Manly and their players. What about the knife job that St Kilda did on Brett Ratton? In AFL, this is extraordinary. So they re-signed him. We talked a little bit about it last week. They re-signed him, and then they do the draft period. They do all that. They do all their retention recruitment for next season, mm-hmm. apart from the preseason draft. Mm-hmm. And then they go, "Thanks, Brett. You're not our man. See you later." And it looks like Ross Lyon is shipping on in there. Are you suspicious about this? That this might have been the plan all along? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it's a plan all along. If if St Kilda a month ago or two months ago or three months ago wanted Ross Lyon in the job. Um, he would have been the one making calls on contract retention, recruitment, delistings, drafting. So how can you stuff up this much? <clears throat> like what, like now mm. Lyon goes in with the, assuming he's going in, the beautiful situation of oh, it's not, not my, my team. team. I've got another 12 months. Yeah. If it's not you my got 18 team, months, Grace. This is not the list I wanted. Away, but like for the for the for the club and the supporters, it's just another year of just waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, it's that may also be the catalyst of him not with the Essendon job. It was he was pretty he kept himself pretty distanced from that. Mm. Whether he had this floating away and bubbling along in the background, or whether he really didn't want to go and coach Essendon, I'm not too sure, but. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Essendon, if you're not across it, would be like be like marrying into one of the most dysfunctional families of all time. 
Yeah, it's like you, it, you couldn't, you could fall in love, but look around and. But I think if there was two no, right coaches for the Essendon job, it's the man that got it, or it would have been Ross Lyon to go in there and mm. be, and to crackheads, can to, to crackheads. Yeah, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Interesting. So this story, through the week, Manchester United. Uh, Ronaldo played the week before against Newcastle. It was a nil-nil draw. Ronaldo played okay, but he was by no means the, the biggest threat in the world on the pitch. He was just another player, a very good one, but just another player. Midweek, they back up, short turnaround. They play Tottenham. They win. They play very well, Manchester United. They dominate Spurs, who are in the top four at the moment. Um, so big Go win boys. at home at Old Trafford. Go, boys. But Ronaldo was put back on the bench. He's 37. He yep. can't back up. Yep. He's looking after him. Eric yep. Ten Hag, the manager. Late in the game, Ten Hag turns around to the bench and said, Cristiano, you're on. Cristiano goes, no, I'm not. I feel disrespected. And then later... Before the 90th minute, Cristiano stands up in his bib, walks off, goes to the sheds, quickly gets changed, gets in his car and goes before full-time. Thoughts? He got in the car before full-time. Yeah, he He was gone before everyone got in. G-A-W-N, who beat the traffic. No. I didn't read that. For my team, I need to be all over this. Um, Your team. My team. Bandwagoner. Uh, Bandwagoner. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... That's no good, is it? It's no good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that's trotted the, the fine line of team discipline, I'm not sure even Nicholas would do that. <laughs> it's uh, it's a big call because he knows, as he's walking up that tunnel, he knows that everything that's gone on before he's him in the 90 minutes... Going. He's got to keep going. No, not only that, but everything that's gone before him, a great performance from his team yep, that yep. he's a part of... He's going to be overshadowed. Completely overshadowed by this action. By and him. then he he did the Arthur Fonzarelli on Instagram and released this big statement, but didn't say sorry. <laughs> it was like, sometimes I get lost in the heat of the moment, but he didn't apologise to anyone for it. Now, people have come out and said, oh, he's been disrespected, so he had a right to do that. No. Is it an early nom for a year? Nah, surely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. There it is. It's before 10 o'clock for the first time ever. Oh. It's one of the worst things you can do. It's a bad look. It's a bad it's look. Worse bad. It's, it's worse than bad. It's pretty hard. Um, it's, yeah. Hey, what's, what's the backlash? What's the repercussion? He's been told to go and train by himself for a bit. Train by yourself. Go in the naughty corner. Don't ever think about it. Mm. How old is he? 37. Okay. So they would, they were had his best interests. I wouldn't be surprised. and the team. So he when wanted tra- out in the off season. He wanted out. He? he wanted to go, but no Champions League because he, he he, he only wanted want, to play he, Champions League. He only he doesn't want to sit on the pine, so he doesn't want to not play in it for a team in the Champions League. Yeah. So he, uh, but they couldn't find a Champions League club that would take him. No one wanted to go near him at thirty-seven, so he Fair felt enough. disrespected there. He stayed at Manchester United. They've given him a go. He's he's blended back in. Yeah. To the squad, he's not the man. But then he's done this. I wouldn't be surprised if he's played his last ever match for Manchester. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just let him get to the World Cup, go away with Portugal, come back, and then get rid of him in the January transfer window because the, uh, the Premier League stops November 13 until after Christmas. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's out. Have you ever known – have you ever seen a teammate just spit it Nick, and then not want to come back. You can name names if you want to, or can do I, the hot can, things. Can, and I, can I name myself? <laughs> but you've walked out before. Yeah, I did it once. And what were the repercussions? Didn't go down well. Who was it, Rusey? Yep. Oh, you're an idiot. What'd you take him on? No, I um. 
is it training or a no, game? No, it was in a game. In it was game. in a game. And I remember it was before the it was before the six week fiasco. Mm. It was the catalyst to it. And then oh not even before that. Anyway. So after three quarter time and we got a message and then something happened like in the first two minutes. Winning, losing. Uh I can't remember. Mm. Irrelevant. And then we got something happened in the first two minutes, same sort of thing got taken off for it and you like, and you know, when you make a mistake as a player and you're like, yeah, I know I bug it up. And then it, mm. like a minute into the last quarter taken off, I was like, I know I, I messed up. Mm. And they're like, Rusey wants to talk to you on the phone. And I told them I didn't want to talk to him. Mm. So I sat there for the rest mm. of the quarter. I um, wonder why. <laughs> It wasn't a great moment. It's like summoning, summonings, uh, or asking, I should say, to just to keep it simple, Adam. Um, asking your 14-year-old kid, come down here, I want to talk to you. No. Stays in their room. There's there's only one winner there's in that. It's the parent. That, yeah. And then the 14-year-old jumps out the window and goes, have a great time that night. But no, in all seriousness, uh, you knew you did the wrong thing how soon after you actually did it. Um... Yeah, pretty soon. And when, as the minutes went by and I wasn't going back on the field. What was the discussion like? Not great. The, 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 it was one way. It was less than a, a discussion implies that there's two people talking. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm looking in the word in the dictionary, in the thesaurus, that the discussion is two people talking. There wasn't much of a discussion. How long before it was a discussion, though? Before you Nah, could... it was worse. It sat there till like Monday. Oh, no. That's a and, long and couple I, of days. And I went to reach out. Um, I think it was a Saturday. I went to reach, reach out. out. I went to reach out on Sunday <laughs> and got silence back. And I went, oh, oh Jesus. No. The silent treatment. I went, oh, I'm in trouble here. That's an easy kill for him. <laughs> that's a, like, a, check the phone. Yeah, <laughs> stuff him. Sit, on, phone that, sit <laughs> on that, buddy. <laughs> and I still then went to Monday night. I still went to Northies. <laughs> See, I bet you did. <laughs> I went, oh, I'm in trouble here. I'm going to have a real ball to <laughs> Double down. Oh, I'm probably not going to play next week, so I am. <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, it wasn't a good one. But we live and learn. We now, live and learn. Now I'm. I think it's going to be a little different with Cristiano children. Ronaldo somehow. Uh, oh, I think he's got a bit more credit in the bank than what I had ever did. Uh, we are off to a quick break. We didn't get to the cricket, and also great news for UFC heading back to Perth. Mm. And Rob Whitaker, who had a great win in Paris not long ago, he will fight Paulo Costa, the Brazilian, at uh, UFC. Two eight four. That one will happen in early February. We'll talk about cricket a bit later in the show with Pete Lawler. All the big discussions about David Warner, Pat Cummins, sponsorship, all of that is on the way on the Mowers Club. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Your text on the text line 0457 736 736 on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. 100 years of innovation and uh, 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. They will today, especially in the Sydney mm. metropolitan areas. Beautiful mowing conditions out there. Um, Sharky, who called us before, was a fantastic call. One of the best we've ever had on the Mowers Club. Um, he talked about the fact that the, the Jamaicans uh, are going to get absolutely worked over by New Zealand, but the Jamaican fans will be... Um, yeah, enjoying themselves either way. They'll have uh, a bit of rum, a bit of reggae and uh, footy. How good, Sharky, and maybe some other uh, um, substances that you can roll in a uh, thin piece of paper and enjoy on a Saturday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, what else is there on the text line? Uh, Jez, number one mower. Morning, gents. Number one mower here. Traded the mower and whippersnipper for the vacuum and mop. And let me tell you, I have nailed this. 
bulk brownie points. Well done, Jez. Can clean a dunny, he says. Can clean. <laughs> wow. If you must. If you must. If you must. And McHugh, Anthony Seabold will forever hold a spot in my heart. Taking the Broncos to their first ever wooden spoon is one of the best days in history. And Rooster Man got back to us. Boys, yeah. advice already taken. Chips in on Jazzy J. Good boy, Rooster Man. Okay. Yep. So yep. he's he's stuck solid. He's, he's had another solid. offer. And as you said, Nick, can't you accept. Can't you accept. Can't you accept because it's only going to end in tears. And that's unless they're really open-minded, that you end up with nothing. So, <laughs> what? After the news, yes. four five seven seven three six seven three six. The Mowers Club playlist. Say, how open-minded are you? <laughs> how open-minded are you? No, the Mowers Club playlist. And Do's Jason, and don'ts for it. Yes, exactly. And Jason Richardson will join us. Uh, Cox Plate looks like a heavy truck down there at Mooney Valley. They put the Manicato Stakes on as race eleven, and Yena is on the way as well. Got a list today, Nick? Yeah, I have. You beauty. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good to have your company on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, wherever you're listening around the country on the app or in Sydney on SEN 1170 or SENQ up there in Brisbane or 1620 on the Gold Coast. It's great to have your company. And big day racing coming up, uh, both at Randwick. They've got the calendar Presnell today. Um, are, are they you... racing each other? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Could be a slow old race. Um, but, oh, yeah. yeah, Kenny Callender, Max Presnell, uh, two of the greats of Australian yes. turf writing um, and uh, in the media as well. Max Presnell, actually, uh, I heard a great interview with him on a rival radio station, but it was still a great interview. You'll have to give plaudits to other people. Um he, Nick, when I started as a work experience kid at AAP, mm-hmm. he gave me a great bit of advice. He said, the back page of the paper, the back section of the paper is what we all love. Yeah. The middle section, when the old form guide well, still yeah. is in some papers, is the most important. Yeah. But don't forget to read the front of the paper because you never know what you might pick up. So that was yeah. a bit of advice I carry for today. So they got that, do that big race. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Still read. Um, Good. Different parts of the paper. Well you never know what you can. Uh, no, never know what you can learn. But um, yeah, they've got that big day at, at Randwick. What else is there? The Invitation uh, Spring Champion oh, yeah, Stakes. That's the the well. Invitation is one of the the new races on the Phillies and mares. Phillies and mares, and then that's leading into the the old Melbourne Cup day. The big dance is that the no the big dance is the one where when they've got the one? Country Cup winners and they come to Sydney. When's that? Is that but Cup ba- Day? Uh, that's Cup Day. Yeah, but basically that. That's a smart idea from Racing New South Wales because Cup Day there's a huge amount of turnover. Absolutely, on betting people are betting everywhere. So if you're if you put on a, a a race that's worth a certain amount of money for your race card, then you can you've got access to a higher rate in terms of the tax of the turnover of the turnover. Method to the madness. People don't look at this sort of stuff. So two million dollar big dance means that they can get a higher percentage of, of the, the turnover, turnover pool of the day of the day that's bet on their races, and that's a huge amount on Cup Day because everyone's having a little flutter. So on the cup. that is why they've done that racing New South Wales. But uh, yeah, you've got the uh, Cox Plate on the way down there at Mooney Valley. You've got the Manicato Stakes as well. Who do you like on the uh, Cox Plate? By the way, Nick, the uh, Animo is the favourite. Oh, I would have liked it to have won last year. Can <laughs> we go retrospective? Yeah. Um, the track's going to play an important role there, probably a little bit less than normally, given they didn't have the full complement of races on it last night. Um, look, I think 
Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, look, Animo was potentially and should have been declared the winner last year. And I think this field is potentially slightly inferior. So uh, I'll be in that case. And if you're looking for one a little bit outside the flags. Um, I can't believe I'm Thunderstruck's $15. Yeah. In some markets. In some markets. Um, even yeah. Mr. Brightside. Boys, can I ask, like, as you, can. you know, a, a general horse racing to? fan, yeah. um, where does the Cox Plate sit? Like, we saw the Everest last week with 48,000 people at Randwick Racecourse. Where does the Everest mm-hmm. sit good question. Good question. with the Cox Plate and then the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, because you got and, and it's a lot of this is happening, I guess, in all sport. Good question. Um, Thank great, you. Great, great question, question, actually, around the world because you've great got question. the prestige and of the name of the race versus dollar amount of race or tournament. So you've got races that are, don't have the prestige as what the Cox Plate does. Yep. And now you've got races that are just being put on the scene that are worth two, three, four million. So. Where's, where does your prestige lie? Does it rely in the, yeah, the Cox Plate is where the great horses, the great weight for horses win, but it's not the most your best, money anymore. Your best caliber of horse in terms of the champions of Australian turf, generally speaking, they've come through the Cox Plate. Now, 40 years ago, the Cox Plate wasn't what it is. Actually, Mooney Valley Cup used to be the big race on that day because it was a lead up to the Melbourne Cup. But the Mooney Valley Racing Club worked out that, hang on a minute, we've got these great, because in England and places like France, the best races, the, the time-honoured, Huge races are over 2,000 metres, 2,400. 2,000 metres for the Cox Plate. That's where our best blue bloods, if you like, and our best name mm. names in, in horse racing end up and try and win. Winks won it four times, Kingston Town, horses like that. Some years are, are a bit off. This year's a really good year. But Melbourne Cup is just a nailed-on cultural thing in yeah. Australia for, since the 1860s. Yeah. Whereas the Everest is for the new market and also – as in the new market, not the race, the new market. But also it suits Sydney so well because we're easily impressed by things like prize money up here. It's not <laughs> – It's shiny and it's new. <laughs> it's shiny and it's new and it's different and well, you get a new crew. Great summation. I, I just what feel that there's great a place – Great question, great summation. There's something for everyone, really, yes. and that's life in general. And what about the 10th adapto? Can, hey. How does that, how does that stack up? Well, if you back the winner, you still get the same uh, currency. Yeah. <laughs> Any price a winner, anywhere a winner. It doesn't matter. If you if, if you need that get-out stakes at – Tapto or Wenny Park on a Saturday Are night. Are you speaking of something that may have happened or may not have happened last night? As in the, you you might have had a little. Yes, I did actually. Tinkle I, in the tenth of Dapto. Yeah, well, you know, you're sort of sitting in the beer garden, you're chatting away, and you're sort of not really engaged in the conversation. So <laughs> your you, your mind wanders to the, the races that were yeah. on, and I, I put a little bet on, just just a little cheeky. It was uh. Viada Bale in Geelong race 12. Always the Bale right. dogs. The Bale dogs. And, and, you know, like, I think nothing else solidifies a great night than a good little win on the Geelong Greyhounds. Um, as long as it doesn't end up that you're still going on the Hippodrome at Chelsea, uh, at, in Chile at, uh, on a Saturday morning at about 8 a.m. because it's wall-to-wall racing around the <laughs> clock. There's a race on somewhere in the world. Um Hey, we've got a text on the text line here, Nick, which opens up a bit yeah, of a discussion. We've got Yenar on the way. By Morning, the way. boys. You've mm. got to have Jewel Leaper on the playlist. Uh, absolutely, Brett. Uh, mm-hmm. Jewel Leaper will be on our Mowers Club playlist. But this opens up a can Will of worms. Will she? Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, I'm telling you. Okay. 
telling you. you. I know what I'm telling you. I know what's going to be. You're not I'm asking. Telling, yeah. I'm telling you, not asking. Uh, 0457736736. If you've got any suggestions for the Miles Club playlist, but this second bit of the uh, text. Uh, by the way, Nick, darling daughter Michaela and the boyfriend are about to mow their lawns after six weeks of neglect. They just moved in together. They hadn't mowed the lawns in six weeks. Love to be a fly on the wall for this, as I would Brett. So it opens up the suggestion. If the darling, if the your significant other wants to be a part of the mowing mm-hmm. of the lawns process, process, what do you give them? What do you hand over? Emptying the catcher? Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Menial. If Getting I, a beverage? No, if I want to step okay, up. Okay, if they want to step up. What's have... a, what process did in the, in the lawn mowing? We, we, we're doing everything, and I'm going to be real careful with what I say here. The mowing, the whippersnipping, and the blowing. What, what, what do you give them? Well, <laughs> at the end, definitely the blowing. But I will say, what? You've got to clean up. <laughs> say something. I will say the mowing. The, the mowing? Give them a crack. If it complete novice, they've got to learn. I'm, I'm very keen, oh. but there's not been much back from my kids to say, hey, kids, this is how you use a lawnmower. It's like, hey, Dad, get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> so I just... I think give them a go, give them a crack, and if if they're not across it, hey, I want to hear your thoughts. Four five seven seven three six seven three six. Significant other wants to be a part of the lawn mowing process. What do you hand over? Yeah, no, I was on the way. Bred with over one hundred years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now it's time for yeah, nah, yeah, nah, no, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, welcome back and send them in right now. Four five seven seven three six seven three six on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Uh, yeah, nahs, things that uh, have. You've noticed through the week and you're not sure of, but when you come to the realisation it's no good, it's when it becomes a yeah, nah. So, Nick, you want to kick off this week? kick off? Yeah, let me get to because i got to run down because they're going to go into a book. Okay, i got... You go. i got one here All from right. Paramat, who's a big, yes. big MotoGP fan. Uh, two yeah, nahs from it's Paramat yeah, today. Nah, man. He's Thank always you. got some for us. Big yeah, nah guy, Paramat. Uh, Jack Miller getting speared by Alex Marquez on uh, Miller Corner last weekend at Phillip Island. Yeah, nah, yes. absolutely. That was... A... Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Just a rolled, like, set in stone. Yeah, nah, that was. And he tried to apologise to him after as well um, towards the Australian. And uh, Cricket Australia trying to make a decision about Dave Warner's future. As a matter of fact, any decision-making process Cricket Australia seems to try and make. Yeah, nah. Very good, Paramount. Thank you for those inclusions, and they are certainly valid additions to our Yena book that Nick's going to write Absolutely. for Christmas 2037. Okay. Do you want me to go? Go. On aeroplanes? A lot of these are on aeroplanes. I've had this, and I've also been told this Yena by someone else. People, and there's a certain demographic or age group of people that do this, but people watching movies on a plane without headphones in. Press it. Get it. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Kick him off the plane. 
It's That's not outrageous. Right. It's not right. No, it's not right. Because they both want to watch it or they It's a long or, way from or, right. If you forget if you forget your headphones or you've put them in your check luggage, bad luck. You've bad luck. You've kind of absolved yourself of You've forfeited every right. Forfeit. That's all the right. Word. Yep. You Absolutely. Have forfeited all right to enjoy any sort of movie on the plane. Yep. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. That's going in the book. Okay, your go. My go? This week in the local area. Now, I know there's a time limit for when you can start working as a tradie or this, that, and the other. It's 7 o'clock through the week, I believe, and 8 o'clock on weekends. Is that the loose? Mm. Is it? Is it actually a law through councils? Well, You're not allowed to start work before 7 in seven, residential areas. 7 on the tools. 7 on the tools. Well, I'm proposing a little tweak to these rules. Namely, tree loppers who use stump grinders at 7.00.30 seconds on Wednesday morning, a massive big stump grinder, literally three metres it felt like from our um, window at home, just became the alarm clock. It was so loud. So stump grinders at 7 a.m.? Yeah, no. Nah. But I'm should put, I be here? Yeah, no. I'm putting jetty builders in that too because I had <laughs> that the other week. Can I go one further? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who leave their alarm on in the morning without having any sort of urgency to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so How long? Well, How long? Uh, I like was, this. I like yeah, this. So, look, yesterday morning, I'm, I'm you know, like I am, just chilling out in bed sleeping, enjoying my sleep, probably, mm-hmm. you know, really enjoying it. And then mm-hmm. the alarm goes off through the whole house and you can hear it ring, 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 ring. Was it a, a mic was on, it a phone mic alarm? on there's one. <laughs> was it a phone alarm or was it a, a no, it was alarm alarm? A phone alarm. Yeah. Okay. A phone alarm. And it just kept going and going and Something. going. And it was just like, after the first few, you're like, oh, fair enough. They'll it get must it. Be he must be out or doing mm, something. Mm. And then it rung out. How long before you gave the... Any danger? <laughs> oh. You up? Yeah. I walked out there in my grundies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. But then... You just uh, blasted it actually, You said that straight good. into the bike. It, uh, it actually uh, took a turn for the worse because <laughs> he was outside because he was actually sitting on the couch... And well, that's he worse. Heard, he heard, help, help. And then so he's sitting on the couch. He, he walks outside and a lady who has um, just had surgery on her ankle, she slipped over. Oh, geez, this is oh, a plot twist. Is a plot. So you, she feel, slipped o- well, you feel I, real bad now. No, I don't, mate. Take your phone with you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Emergency. That's, that's You've been a good Samaritan, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't absolve oh, him of the exactly right. like, idiocy of leaving his alarm on. And so she, she has broken her ankle Ooh. again and she's down <laughs> there. And then he comes back in, and it's just like. And did he? And, and did he go? Did my alarm go off? <laughs> oh, <laughs> did it what? Mate, the whole house is awake. So yeah, massive yeah. Now, if you leave your phone for the so, whole house to ring yeah. out, oh. the only way that would have been acceptable is if he heard the help and he ran from his bed straight to the woman in no, distress. Yeah. But if he's gone, he's got up, yeah. he's left the alarm, and he's gone to the lounge room or wherever it is, mm. common area. He was watching Jim Cullinan on Fox Sports News. Well, anyway. 
Get, yeah. Hit the button yeah. on your phone. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Horrible behaviour. Next one. Mm-hmm. People delivering their rolling detailed life summary or something that's happened on Facebook. <laughs> you know, it's you're, pretty you're, common. You're picking up what I'm putting down here. Mm. Yeah, oversharing. Oversharing. You're a big, big advocate. Oh, stay in your lane. <laughs> no oversharing. No oversharing. Some people I can see a like, T-shirt range being developed by you. Don't <laughs> overshare on the back of the book. Oversharing on Facebook, <laughs> like doubling down on things. Does it only happen on Facebook? Uh, I think so. Well, I don't have Twitter. Facebook, so this is a oh, from the, this is from my content director. <laughs> is that a yeah nah, though? Is that a yeah nah, though? Oh, like, of me. You're not on Facebook, but you complain about Facebook. <laughs> but like, we're not, yeah. this is why I'm not on it. Well, this is why I'm not on it. I don't think you get to complain about it. You just sit over there and you speak like that. Give yeah, sorry, out, <laughs> give out, I think we've got two ENRs here. I think your point is very valid, but it doesn't wipe well, that's away. That's why I'm not on Facebook. That doesn't yeah, wipe no, away. No, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't wipe away what Nick's saying. But the oversharing on Facebook. Yeah. For anyone that's wondering. Well, <laughs> if anyone was wondering, they would ask you directly. You don't need to overshare. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, Thank yeah, you. no, yeah, no. What about as well, I just sort of wanted that. Um, when someone, and I'm all for people if they've got exciting job opportunities or, or whatever pop up, great, fantastic, landed a great job or in a new relationship or something like that. But prefacing that statement or that bit of news with some personal news. <laughs> well, whose other news is it if you're sharing, you're your, sharing your, it on your, your, your own Facebook? Save it for LinkedIn, mate. Oh, LinkedIn. Save it for LinkedIn. Oh, there's some... I mean, There's some interesting things I that stay pop away up, from. I stay well away from. We're not Adam. Adam, you are. Well, I've had the to. LinkedIn. It's uh, just the online resume, so you've got contacts and everything like that. I need to put myself I out know, there, guys. How, how are you yeah. liking LinkedIn, though, Adam? Because well, we are friends. I've only got a couple of friends, and I'm glad that I've got one friend hey. who's in this studio. Rock Nick, solid. Uh, when are you going to be my friend on LinkedIn? <laughs> I'm not on LinkedIn or Facebook, and won't There's be. Too much sharing. What no. about Instagram? I'm not a sharer. I'm not a sharer. Not a sharer. I'm not a sharer. I'm very selfish. I don't mind LinkedIn. You got another one? What I do like about LinkedIn is the fact that on Twitter there's a there's a, a handle called State of LinkedIn, and I'm telling you, do yourself a favour, have a look at that because it uh, exposes some of the people who say some ridiculous things on LinkedIn. Is that like racing? Oh, racing. oh no! Like... <laughs> yes, yes. I was hoping. You, do yourself a favour. Racing creeps. Racing creeps. <laughs> I mean, if you are one, don't be one. But oh god! If you're not one, have a look at him. Have we got another one? Uh, uh, Rory McIlroy. What? He's come out this you can't week. Yeah, nah, him. He's come out and said he's been Facebook. world number one for like a hundred weeks in total, or this something like that. This is not a yeah, nah. It man. is a yeah, nah. Okay, go. All he cares about, he said, his statement was, all he wants to be is he wants one more week no, at world number no one than Greg contest. Norman. He was asked by reporters, yeah, do you have an opportunity with a win or a top two or top three placing this week to go back to number one. To go one. back to world number one when he hasn't won a major in eight years, that yeah. makes sense. Anyway, yeah. Um, and then he said, what's the goal there? And he said, I want to be world number one for 330, 322 weeks. Well, guess what? Without these live golfers, it's He's going to be able to do it. Asterix world number one. Well, okay. That's true. Rory? Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, That no. was mainly to do with just winding Nick up as yeah, much as anything. Enough. But he did deserve a little I one. I did there. deserve a little under the shin. You uh, got more? I have. Um, earlier on, we had... Uh, Christmas in July. Yep. We had uh, that. Mm-hmm. It's creeping back. I was at Bondi Junction for dinner the other night. It's October. Yeah. Yeah. The Santa photo stall is already up. Ooh. 
Anything Christmas before December 1. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. There's plenty of other things to celebrate. and Just let it stay in your lane, Christmas. What about last week in November? Nope. Month out? Nope. Nope. December 1. There's no excuse at the moment because it should be all about leading up to Halloween. If you're going to celebrate Ooh. something, if you're going to preempt anything at the moment. You're a Halloweener? Were you with the kids? Oh, the kid, the kids get into it. Yeah, what, you didn't, you didn't partake in any oh, lolly eating. A couple of times, I might have just. <laughs> I was all for it. I was like, Jordy, you, you get out there, <laughs> you go, <laughs> you be you. So, anyone, anything Christmas before December one? Yeah, nah. But I mean, you do get Christmas movies, which are always good. Uh, personal favorite, Bad Santa. Bad Santa. <laughs> 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 oh, nothing beats. Um, the Griswolds. The Griswolds. Real, oh, Christmas. really? Yeah. No. I, I would raise you Bad Santa too. <laughs> oh, you've got a sequel. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, great movie. Unprecedented. But really, November, would you say last week of November, Nick? No. December 1. December 1? December 1. That's enough time. Is that 25 days? That's enough. That's when you, you, you the, the chalky calendar... You open the first little door of the chalky calendar and away you go for Christmas. From your queue, what about when people post what they're having for dinner? Who gives a... <laughs> oh, if it's a good dinner, though. I like have been known proud, to do it as well, yeah. but it is a yeah, no. Nah. Like, really, who cares? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But that's in proper influencers trying to get free dinners out of it and then everyone else said, oh, I'm going to do it. That's fair enough. Got a f- hmm. What about that last text there, Nick? Where? Is this having a crack at our, our friend Adam? Tradies, Tradies Unite. Unite. <laughs> Roast this flock. <laughs> the tradies want, yeah, you. Yeah, the tradies want it. They seven o'clock. They want to start work. Come on, man, a stump grinder, <laughs> a stump grinder. Seriously, Adam, it's the Adam, loudest, loudest Jenny's instrument. Three weeks ago, was that? But jetty pylons being that's <laughs> pretty loud too. Roast this flock. That is, <laughs> I mean, six four zero. You've won. You've won. I don't know what you've won. I got another year now. Interesting take on uh, life from Miguel Almiron, who plays football for Newcastle, uh, on what civilization will look like in a thousand years. Spaceships, and I think there will be flying cars. But what about this? I don't know if it's ENR or not, so you guys can decide. I think people will be married to robots, and if they try to control you, you can just press a button to sort it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah? You agree with it? Ro- robots? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> press a button to sort it out? <laughs> Mute. There's been plenty of, uh, yeah. Another one from Jace. Yeah, no, I saw two different people <laughs> cutting fingernails in public. One on a bu- one at a bus shelter and the other at a core stadium. Cheers, Jace. <laughs> Fingernail cutting in yeah, public. Nah. No, yeah, no, nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> That is a yeah, nah. Massive yeah, nah. That's in the book. That is no wa- in no way, shape or form should a pair of clippers be taken outside the boundaries of a residence or a place of residence. We've had this. We've had this window? one, McHugh. We've had this when mm-hmm. people, so when some people drive in their four wheel drives, SVU, etc., along the main road, and they're turning right, feel like they need to veer left before they turn right. You're not driving a semi trailer. Right, we've had that one. Mm. We have had that one. So very good job there, McHugh. Double down there. Yeah, you don't need to just give it the little left veer before you turn right. What about it's not if a B you're, double. Come on. What about if you're turning? So there's a two laner turning left. You're in the left lane. Mm. 
but because there's no one else on the road, you're on the left lane. You take the racing of, line. You take, you take the, the racing line. <laughs> like you go around the, that's the okay. right strip. That, that's, that's okay. That's play on? That's play on. Right, if you're taking go. the racing line, that's fine. And there's no one else around. What about in your Subaru Forester from 2007? Yeah, it's fine. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> surfboards flying around the back. That's all good. You're good, Gibbo. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. And we are back with the Mowers Club. Great to have you company. And uh, looking forward to a big day of sport right now. I've got so, a talk topic. Oh, yeah, go. Quick go one. Go. If you're making phone calls, okay, so say I ring you. You right? Say mm-hmm. I ring you. Yep. I'm ringing Adam. Ring, 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 ring. And it rings out. Is there a period of time that I need to wait to give you the opportunity to ring me back? Or then could I just go and ring Gibbo straight away or anyone else that I need to? Do I need to give you time to go, oh, oh, I missed that phone call and ring back? Because then if I ring Gibbo straight away and then a minute later you've got your phone and gone, oh, Nick's rung me. He must be super important. He might want me to play golf and that'd be great. Mm. And then I'm on the phone to Gibbo and then you ring and I'm like, oh. It's it's a good point you make because there's a real conundrum. It is a conundrum. I take the view that if someone doesn't answer, I'm moving on to my next on the list if I need to call someone else. Straight, straight away. away? Straight away. Straight away. And then then move down the list, do one loop. Because generally speaking, when you get in the car, for a instance. A full loop. You, you, or do you go you back go, to the so or do you go back to them, the top, because they've rung back? No, I'd go loop I'd go down down the list, down the list. Um, what does your t-shirt look like? You've worked at the abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, eating steak last night. That's got kebab written all over it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, uh, there's a kebab shop in Manly, That's and I was just I dropped it all over it. my shirt. So I, I had it tucked in, but I just thought, you know yeah. what? We'll, we're getting loose. We're getting loose. I'm <laughs> oh, we have, yeah, no, I'm going to untuck. I would. I, I'd go down the list. Okay. Because generally speaking, when you get in the car, you've, you're busy with whatever you're doing. You get in the car and you go, okay, I've got people to call. I've got people to call. Yeah. And I've got the list. Yep. I'll go bang, bang, bang to the list. And there's like, say, if number two doesn't answer, I'll go to three and four, mm-hmm. go back to number two, for yep. instance, and work it that way. Do you do it differently? No, I like to give people, I give sort of two and a half, three minutes. Oh, dear. Yeah. So if I ring you, I'll give another two minutes, give you the opportunity to ring back mm. before I move down the list. Okay. Because it saves if I if you ring Gibbo straight away and then you're going to ring back and I'm like oh oh and then I'm like in the conundrum do I let you ring out oh, or do I go Gibbo yeah. oh Adam's just ringing me I just rang him I'll ring you back and then uh, then Gibbo's like oh. and you're playing phone yeah and he's like oh he likes phone tennis Adam more than me oh, yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> well see uh, see Nick I love that you're talking about phone etiquette but you <laughs> rarely answer your phone or text okay. Uh, We've got a guest on the line Speaking right of now. People that answer their phones. I knew yes. she would. She would, uh, and she would never let me down. It is Maddie Collier from uh, the Sydney Swans AFLW and Bing Lee, a proud sponsor of the AFLW Swans. Bing Lee, better living every day. Maddie, good morning. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you. How are you guys? Good, good. Uh, Have you got a take on um, on what we're just talking? We're etiquette. trying to solve life's problems here, big issues. Uh, phone etiquette. Oh, phone etiquette. Oh, well, I'm pretty terrible <laughs> answering my phone as well. Um, just try and get back to people when you can, I suppose. I don't answer strange numbers though, so yeah, I'm probably not much of a help. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah, that that is true. What, what do you do about? Do you, Gilchrist, I, I let him. Anything, anything yep. that's not plugged in in my 
contacts, yeah, straight to Gilly. What if you go, you, you well, look yeah. at, Maddie? What if you look at the the number and you go, I know that number. No. Should I? Do you no. give in to temptation? Nope. Mm, I mean, you probably should, but I'm an Optus customer and I've been getting a lot of strange calls <laughs> recently. <laughs> so I've just been screening a lot of them lately. Yeah, there's there's actually now five Maddie Colliers that have got passports with your photo going around. So sorry about that, Maddie. And I'm in the same boat as well. So um, I look forward to trying to get through customs when I need to. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about more about life's problems or do you want to talk about some footy? Well, it's up to you if you want. It's pretty laid back here. I reckon, um, I reckon we go to footy now. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. How are things with the Sydney Swans and how have you found the first season with the uh, with the new setup there at the Swans? Oh, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's always pretty hectic being an inaugural year and um, just the, the build-up to it was pretty crazy. Trying to form a list and get to know everyone in 10 weeks, essentially, of pre-season was um, quite chaotic. But I think it's been really awesome to watch our growth over the last eight rounds. Um, and another round coming up today. And just to see the connection growing amongst the group um, has been really good. And then on the flip, the, the um, I guess, integration of the AFLW into the wider club has been unreal. Um, I think they really are a club that lives their culture day in, day out, um, which is pretty awesome to be a part of. And, yeah, we've been, I suppose, inducted into that really really well and feel really welcome. So it's been awesome. Maddie, who were some of the girls that you, obviously a, a new list that were that was put together at the start of the year? Who has been probably the biggest surprise packets? Name sort of two or three of the girls that you thought, ah, oh, from pre-season to, to round nine where we'll be playing this afternoon have, have made the biggest leap? Um, well, I think like, obviously like we've got a lot of girls that have quite a bit of talent, but I'd sort of not really seen... Um, a whole lot of them. I think Cynthia Hamilton's been a great addition to the team. Um, just the way she plays footy and, and goes at the ball is um, pretty awesome, actually, to watch. And she's so young and she's got such a bright future ahead of her. Um, she's probably been a little surprise for me. And then I'd say um, Bella Smith has probably surprised me a little bit just with her footy smarts. And I think she plays... Um, with just like a lot of game knowledge, which, yeah, kind of surprised me. I know she's had some prior experience at Collingwood, um, but she's been really, really good for the team. And I think she's got a lot of leadership qualities too, which has been um, really awesome to see blossom as well. Young players always emerging in AFLW. And it's only going to continue big style as teams and clubs invest in, in the level below and the juniors coming through. What are you noticing about the skill level of some of the um, the fresh faces that are in the competition this season? Oh, yeah. I mean, the game is just changing because we're getting more and more of those girls in the league. I think um, the big difference between probably the, the players that are a bit older and, and these young girls coming through is the fact that they've been able to play since they were kids and had that um, full pathway come up, which is really showing in their football. Um, I think, yeah, they probably have access to some good coaches and are playing better footy at a younger age, which really helps um, when they reach AFLW. I think it's probably always like a little bit of a shock with the pace and um, just some, yeah, other things that are at the AFLW level. But I think they're kind of coming ready-made into the league, which is, is pretty awesome to watch. And the game's just going to keep getting better and faster and um, a lot more skillful as the years go on, as more of these girls populate the team. 
Matty, measurements, measurements for success. You're part of the leadership group uh, at the Swans. Um, still looking for the first win, but there have been some some really step, big steps uh, taken forward from uh, the group this year. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, we, we're pretty, I suppose, realistic about what we want our targets to be. And I think Scott does a really good job of um, our head coach of sort of taking the scoreboard out of it in a sense and making sure we have key measures that, we're looking to improve on each week. Um, so probably the biggest ones that we found is is obviously like a four-quarter effort. Um, and I think the Essendon game last week was our best example yet of that. I think we got really close and there was only sort of patches that we weren't maybe, um, yeah, bringing that effort and intensity that we needed. But, yeah, we, we are getting better every day. And um, I think it's really important for, I suppose, yeah, the leadership group, but all the girls to keep focus on things external to the scoreboard and making sure that we're just trying to play to our, I guess, trademark and brand of footy. Um, but I would say, yeah, probably the effort intensity and just being able to execute the game plan. It's really like, I suppose, when you look at AFLW, like no one's got an outstanding game plan. It's just how well you execute it. So that's probably our key focus too. Maddie, earlier in the show, we, uh, we I brought up the story of Cristiano Ronaldo through the week who basically refused an instruction from his coach and then walked off um, before being substituted. Didn't want to be used as a substitute, walked off and got out of there at Old Trafford before the end of the game against Tottenham. And it brought up Nick's story where once he got uh, asked to come off the field for not doing something that he was asked, for doing something that he was asked not to do by the coach, and then basically he sat on the pine for the rest of the game. Um, has there been any of those situations where Nick Davis has tried to impose <laughs> his authority on the playing group? And I can tell you right now, I reckon you'd be able to get away with telling him where to go sometimes. No. How's the authority level no. of this member of your coaching staff? <laughs> uh, no, look, Davis has been pretty good to us. I will give him that. Just um, pretty good? He... Not great? That's no. Well, yeah, pretty good. I haven't actually had too much to do with him too too far yet um but no he's been very good and i think davo and we've even had tom harley down which has been unreal but i suppose just having extra coaches there with more eyes on our trainings and games and bringing their knowledge to it just goes so far in our books like we can't thank them enough for it um and we're really like especially the young group that we have we're very hungry for information and and always want to learn and keen to learn i can't fault any of the girls on that so yeah, having, um, I suppose, the calibre of these guys with us at training and at games, um, yeah, can't be understated how important and how valuable we find it. Um, yeah, I suppose Dave O is a bit questionable at times, but we'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> well, take I, I, I'm going to run with what you just said there. Nick Davis has been pretty good and Tom Harley unreal. So. <laughs> that's, that's where it sits on the chain of command. <laughs> that's <a> nice, yeah. <laughs> there's a nice disparity there that I can run with, Matty. Anything to say for yourself, no, Nick? absolutely, no. That's yeah? fine. Agree? That's fine. Comfortable with who you yeah, are? Absolutely. That's the main thing. Um, Maddie, thanks so much for joining us. You got any more questions for your player, Nick? No, no. I'll see you this afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Maddie, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate um, you uh, being a part of the Mowers Club this morning. And um, good luck with the Swans and good luck putting up with Nick. <laughs> thanks very much, guys. Maddie Collier from uh, the Sydney Swans AFLW. And Bing Lee is a proud su- uh, supporter of the AFLW Swans and women in sport in general. Bing Lee, better living every day. Um, good to have someone of Maddie's calibre, given her experience and three years at West Coast, three years at GWS in uh, 
in your midst. Absolutely. And uh, as she said there during her interview, that um, the measures of success uh, for the Swans have been a little bit different to some of the other teams. Uh, They were pretty close last week, and hopefully this afternoon against the Dockers we'll be able to notch up the the first win. But it's been, um, yeah, been around uh, the camp for for most of the year. Um, They're they're heading in the right direction, and uh, hopefully that everyone out there can see that and um, it's going to be looking. They've got a pretty good squad going forward, and uh, hopefully their success is, uh, on the in terms of winning games is is pretty close. Uh, Tom Harley, is he going to be there today? No, I'm taking his job. He he. So he, who is Tom he Harley? He stepped in. He's actually stepped in uh, for, me, like, for me last week because, because <laughs> exactly he, what I'm trying to say. Like, who is he though? Sarcastically, so he stepped in for me last week because I put oh. Mowers Club duties in front of my AFLW duties just mm. for you two blukers. Yeah. And this week I'll be taking what, what over. About two his, weeks ago as well. Was I there then? No, you were there. Oh, I was there. AFL Grand Final week. AFL Grand Final week. I put things in front of this. In front of this. It's like the phone chat conversation. You're down the list. I was going to get back to you. Hey, just a, another yeah, now that popped into my head mm-hmm. as well. Do you accept, uh, so you send someone a text message and. Okay. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> you, you type it out, you type out a response, get distracted, forget to send. And then like a day later, I went, oh no, forgot to send this. And then you send and it the through. Still there, the little speechy thing. But then you 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 go up the top, and you say, "Hey mate, um, sorry, forgot to send this the other day." Dot dot dot, and then uh, then just send what you were going to send. Too late. Disgraceful. As, Disgraceful. Uh, not copping it. Nope. No. Because I just did it. <laughs> Honestly, name I, and I, shame. Name and shame. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. And who was it to? No, I I got a text from a good mate. We were texting, and then good I, mate. I remember great yeah, mate, yeah, great former mate. good mate, <laughs> and then got a outstanding. Got, Distracted by the mayhem that's of, life. That's life at home. My fault. And then Whip I went, snipper oh, going no. off <laughs> at oh, seven a.m. in the morning. I got your head stump grinder. <laughs> and then I went, oh no, I forgot to. Uh, how do I make it? Do I? I just sent one back and said, look, so sorry, I forgot to press go on this. Yeah. And then my response, yeah. or should it have been a? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Should it have been a phone call to say, mate? Yes. What were you talking about, though? You've got to have contact. What were you talking about? Was it just just dribble? Oh, well, no. (laughs) Dribble? Just delete it and play on. (laughs) Just delete it and play on. I feel bad that I didn't respond. Yeah, you should. Was it a a a tennis match going on there? No, I would. I I take it personally when someone says, oh, sorry, mate. I I was going to text you yesterday, but. You're better off saying nothing. Nothing, yeah. Because that's. Words speak loud. Yeah, but you would say nothing. You're in a rally, and then all of a sudden the rally stopped because you got distracted okay. and you forgot to go back to the rally. Mm. You pick it up when the next conversation starts. Oh, sorry, I didn't get back to you the other day. Good I'd, point. Da, 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 and then you move on to the next one. I've just made it worse. You have made it worse. Well, he's a big listener to the podcast as well. <laughs> he was. He, so. he was because they're great mates. God. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. So much to come on the show. We've uh, we've got Do Yourself a Favour a bit later on. We've got Around the Socials as well. We've been watching various things through the week and there's a, a lot to get out there and a lot to pass on as information, but we want your perspective as well. On the Mowers Line hotline, thanks to Toro Mowers, 0457 736 736. McHugh, another um, 
message from McHugh. Boys, can I ask you all a personal question? Sure, go for it. What do you want to be or what did you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to be when you grow up? It's <laughs> the question. It's not past tense. It's present tense. Future, future tense. What do you want to be when you grow up, Nick? Nothing. I'm Peter Pan. Pardon? I am Peter Pan. I'm the boy that will never grow up. Wearing green Again. tights in underneath, public. Underneath. Oh, good. Underneath, underneath my trackies. Gibbo, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, not hungover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll always be hungover. <laughs> Andrew Voss, probably. Vossy. <laughs> Or Ray Warren, yeah, like Vossy got in strife this week, didn't he? Off the the uh, the well, BBC. Well, can we not talk about strippers these days? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, BBC. I mean, still in English television, if someone drops a, a word they shouldn't say, the person who is interviewing them or the person in charge of the broadcast has to apologise on air. That's part of their rules over there. Rules and anyway. regs. So a slap on the wrist, six to go, play on, or is it like? Ooh. Oh, first really time offence, and yeah. it's a grade one, so he, <laughs> yeah, he got a, off with a fine. It's yeah. a fine yeah. to play on. What about you, Adam? Would you take the fine or the weeks? You'd take the weeks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Depends where I wanted to be in March, <laughs> Ryan Madison. Uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be alone, living in a beach hut. Oh, the, the wife and the kids can come and visit occasionally. <laughs> Morning, kids. Morning, Rach. Hey, they understand. They get Whereabouts? In any particular beach? North Coast or? somewhere. Oh, North Coast. I thought Supported. you were thinking like, you know, some other country, let alone oh, North Coast. Hey. I didn't say which country though. North Coast no, of some true, country. True. <laughs> um, 18 year wedding anniversary tomorrow, actually. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Text on the text line from Dasher from Matraville. Thank you for this, Dasher. Morning Mowers. On the subject of delayed text messages, which I said before about the – I forgot to send, sorry, mate, blah, blah. Uh, Separate but related matter, my wife will seamlessly pick up a conversation which I thought we had finished from a week earlier and continue on exactly when she had left off. As has it has me straight on the back foot. I'm with you, Dasha. I'm with you there. Like you, sometimes my wife will just start a conversation about, hey, you know, um, with Thingo, we've got to take her up to uh, dancing today, and blah blah blah. And I'm saying, what are you talking about? No, no it, we spoke about it three they, weeks ago. They have yeah. conversations yeah. that they're thinking having with people, but they're having mm. with themselves, and they bring it up. And Dasha, I'm I'm, I'm with you, mate, and I'm sure um, we as males and I can only speak from a male perspective. We have traits that annoy our other halves many times. But what other perspective would you like to come from, my friend? <laughs> That's fine here. We're all for that. Fine here. I can hear the faint fading up of music, which means the news is on the way. But we've got a big third hour on the way on the Mowers Club. Pete Lawler from the Australian will join us. A whole heap of cricket uh uh action to talk about. We've got do yourself a favour around the socials and uh, we might have um, it's the last that we're all together for a very long time, us three. So we might have a, just a retrospective on how we've performed so far. A performance review on the Way on the Mowers Club. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. 
Welcome back to our third hour. Great to have your company on the Mowers Club, wherever you're listening, SENQ in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast and in Sydney on 1170 AM. Uh, Paramat, where can I pick up a Toro SEN Saturday morning Mowers Club tea and hat these days, lads? Any update on the merch range? Um, Into a new about, summer range? I think we've we've drained our supplies. They were so popular. Were. The old Keith Atherton Mowers Club hat. So um, Paramat... Stay in touch and we'll, we'll try and get to the bottom of exactly what is going to transpire there. But for now, we're going to talk a bit of cricket and the chief cricket writer at The Australian. He's all over all the issues that are bouncing around. We've got a T20 World Cup there to get underway in the Super 12s. Uh, we've had the qualifiers and dramatic qualifiers as well. The windy's gone. We've had, the, uh, we've had Pat Cummins named as the one-day skipper. We've had Pat Cummins say that he doesn't want to be associated with a mining company and Alinta Energy walking away from sponsorship. And Dave Warner, his leadership fight for... To be able to be a leader continues, and Peter joins us right now. Morning, mate. Morning, Adam. Morning, Nick. Uh, boring time in cricket. Um, all happening. I didn't even get to what happened yesterday just around the corner from where you reside at uh, Dremoyne Oval with the bad light <laughs> stopping the shield. It's New South Wales and Queensland might declare war on each other after that. Oh, gosh. I was at a, I was at a cricket event last night for the LBW charity, and that's all anybody was talking about. I was... Uh, Sitting there with Simon Taufel, asking him what he thought, but he hadn't seen it. But uh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? And uh, the World Cup is upon us. So um, funny, isn't it? I don't reckon Australia's got the vibe yet for the World Cup. I'm getting, you know, mm-hmm. but for weeks I've been getting messages from mates in South Africa and India and Pakistan, even Bangladesh, and they're all coming over. And I'm thinking, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But. I reckon once that uh, once it kicks off tonight, we tend to engage, don't we? Yeah. Hey, Adam, um, can I pick you up on something that you said in the intro, mate? Mm. You know, I reckon Pat Cummins has been verbal here. Pat Cummins hasn't said a word about anything. About Everyone Alinta. kind of assumed. Yeah. He said he didn't he, want to be he, in the ads anymore, which is fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he didn't want to be in the ads anymore. I'm, hey, I'm not having a go at you, but I, no, I just no. reckon this story is really snowballed. Well, I mean, Pat will walk out there today in an Olinta shirt, and he'll wear the Olinta shirt in all three formats of the game, as he always has. And he's been the face of their advertising campaign for three years. But um, I reckon, you know, there was just a little bit of mischievous sort of uh, aligning of them. Le- Apparently, they, they decided to leave the deal before had nothing to do with this yeah. Uh, and Pat not being in the ad, but he, he's quite within his right. So you're only supposed to be in those ads two years running and he'd done three. I mean, so it's funny, isn't it? I, I, I think we all assume that, that Pat has, has made a stance or something, but he certainly hasn't. It's certainly not in the vicinity of the diamonds. But um, yeah. I see a lot of people wanting to cancel Pat over this. So I, I kind of feel like I need to, clarify things sometimes about it. Everyone's just run away and says, Pat's made a protest. Well, I don't think he has, actually. Well, no, he's he's quite vocal, actually, on what he sees as the way forward in, in the space of climate change, yeah. and he's putting all these solar panels on cricket clubs around the place. He started with his home club in Penrith, and he's he's trying to improve that side of things. He's working with various other programs as well. I did uh, chuckle when I read Aaron Mullen, I can't believe I read it, but Aaron Mullen's, you've got to see every perspective, Aaron Mullen's article in the um, in the Telegraph saying having a go at Pat and all of that, but also saying the words of... Do you have to read it to know know what that perspective is? No, it was... Is pretty, it was <laughs> that, that mob all get the same talking points, don't they? It was yeah. pretty funny, so but... Let me guess what, 
It said what um, did she say? He flies in a jet. Uh, he plays cricket under lights. He drives a car. No, things. she said stop demonising coal, <laughs> which I, th- I started. <laughs> it was pretty pretty humorous, but oh, that's anyway. Good. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, um, yeah, hey, hey, it's great. Cricket season's on, isn't it? Everyone's talking about it, so that's that's a good thing. At least we're not talking about the grand final anymore, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Nick, for bringing that up. Someone came up to me last night and said, oh, and I said, no, we don't no. talk about football anymore. No. We've moved on from that. Yeah, I can't even remember who played. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But look, yeah. The Swans didn't. The Swans did. <laughs> one team played, oh, one team yeah, every, every time I talk to... To, to Gideon Haig, he, he kind of wanders back to Geelong. But yeah. anyway, I'm sure he'll move yeah. on. But one of the yeah. funniest ones that I've been told is that they've had to re-amend the, the crowd on grand final day to add 23 more spectators <laughs> to the game. And I was like, oh, that's harsh. <laughs> that's harsh. Come and on. Come on. Hey, that was, that was told to me and I didn't laugh. Um, I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the the World Cup does get underway this weekend. Unfortunately uh, for mowers and cricket players, it's not looking good uh, either here at the SCG or potentially in Melbourne. No, it's looking pretty broody, isn't it? And gee, that, uh, somehow they tend to find a gap in the clouds in Sydney, don't they, to, yep. to play a game. It's not it's not raining heavily. I think there's prediction of thunderstorms tonight, but if... Um, Hopefully that forecast is wrong. That 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 game tomorrow, gee, that's a big thing. That's just massive. India and Pakistan, you know, that that sold out in an instant. You can't get into the press box. I mean, News Corp. Our mob normally have about nine journo's at a test or a cricket match. We got one spot. It's that oversubscribed with um, international journo's who come just to see that match. I'd love to see India and Pakistan play more. I love that level of feeling around it. Yeah, Dan Churney uh, did a really good piece um, on code through the week. There you go. There's my plug for code. Thank you. Codesports.com.au. It's great stuff. You can read Peter's stuff as well there as well. Um, get siphoned off. Oh, it's very, very good code, isn't there it? Go. Yeah. There you Later. go. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't demonise Cole there. Let me tell you right now. Um, just, <laughs> just on, um, <laughs> yeah. a, um, just on that India-Pakistan thing. Obviously, it's a geopolitical yeah. issue. Like the the two countries, they've agitated ever since the two countries split in I think it was nineteen forty seven after English colonial rule. Um, so, mm. can you ever see a point where they play a bit more? Because it is essentially like, oh, from an Australian perspective, rugby union, Bledisloe Cup. Australia and New Zealand don't play rugby union against each other. It doesn't make sense from a, a sporting perspective. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame. I can't see it happening. Not with not with where Indian politics is at at the, at the moment. Indian politics has got a real sort of um, nationalistic sort of Hindu Vada sort of thing about it, which which basically you know, it, it 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 will not consider playing. India, I reckon, uh, playing in a sort of bilateral in either place. And in fact, India just depressingly sort of signalled last week that that, that uh, they're not keen to go next year to the Asia Cup in Pakistan. They don't want to be part of it. It's really interesting, I reckon, because you watch the players and the coaches and even the commentators, even guys like Sonny Gavaskar, they go out of their way to show this sort of personal camaraderie between the two. Um, and uh, you talk to Indian and Pakistan journalists who, who, when they did tour 10, 15 years ago, but the, the experience is fantastic. Like, the people get on fine. <laughs> they love being together. 
But yeah, there's there's a great sense of feeling in that cricket. I reckon it would leave the Ashes for dead if they could play that every four years. Mm. India v Pakistan, you know, and Asian Ashes. Pete, in this World Cup, what's the name? Who's the name that we don't know now that we're going to know at the end of this World Cup? Oh, gee. That's a hard question. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, That's what I do. That's my role in the show. Is that is that your role in the show? It is. My well, <laughs> yes. Got him. We'll find out soon. Yeah, great answer. <laughs> what about a guy like Tim David? What about a guy like Tim David? Who he's no well, certainty to actually David, start for Australia. Well, does Tim David qualify? Because you know, yeah, I reckon this World Cup. I'm I'm really interested with to watch a couple of people. One's one's David because he is he he has incredible power. He he is what he's as good as they all say. So hopefully it, it pays off because in a way I think players like him are redefining T20 cricket and the way it's played. And at the other end of the spectrum, Adam Zampa. I'm mm-hmm. developing a fascination with the leggy in T20 cricket. I really like what he does, you know. He's a great bowler these days. He's a sensible cricketer. It's funny that this format is the format that uh, wrist spinners seem to um, excel in. But uh, he's a fine proponent of uh, wrist spin bowling and really clever, really tactical. Uh, I'm, I'm fingers crossed that he might be our player of the series. Another David, David Warner. Does he have a captain... Ooh. An Australian side before he retires. Will he ever? Well, the indications are that he could, couldn't he? Because uh, uh, the board is signalling that that they want a review of this life ban. They're all making the right noises about that by po- appointing um, Pat Cummins to the role. That uh, they're going to leave a vacancy open for a casual captain there. But I think the issue is that David's kind of got his nose out of joint. I think that uh, right, that he was allowed to think that he might have been the one-day captain. Um, but nobody said to him that, that – my understanding is no one said to him, look, we want Pat to do it, and if Pat, if Pat agrees, Pat's our man. So he only found out when we found out, essentially, that uh, they'd appointed Pat. So it kind of – it's the hope that kills you, isn't it, in a way? I, I think he would have found that a bit deflating. And I know that Steve Smith had a similar experience when um, he was overlooked for the test captaincy. But um, I think David should be allowed back. I I, I don't know what you think, but I think everyone should be allowed to um, some sort of chance at redemption. And his behaviour has been impeccable since he he got that sanction. His behaviour before the sanction left a bit to be desired. But then again... So did a lot of people in that team's behaviour. Mm. But ever since, he's just kept his mouth shut, put his head down and played really hard. And you know what? He looks like he's in the form of his life. He's hitting the ball beautifully in these uh, in these leading games. He is. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Peter. I think he should be allowed back in. I mean, Steve Smith said it earlier on the run home through the week that Steve Smith's allowed to um, help out Pat and basically be the captain of the test side when Pat is down at fine leg and recovering between overs and, and Steve Smith's mm. um, calling the shots out there. So it, it, it seems ridiculous that they're caught in, get They've wrapped themselves up so tight in red tape, it feels like, that they don't know how to undo it. And that's the only reason why they can't make the decision. They, that they've left logic to the side 
and it's all about their mm. own rules and parameters in the future and what if and perception and all of that. It's just, just do it and move on and get on with life because there's yeah. more important things to enjoy and that's the actual action in the middle. Um, back to the that shield one. So if, if you weren't across it yesterday, uh, Queensland needed five had five overs to get 26 runs to win the match. And then after three overs, the umpires suddenly decided that bad light should stop play. I'm going to put it back on the New South Welshman. Should they have allowed Queensland to do what was the inevitable and win the game and play a spin bowler or Queensland just had to face a bit of chin music in the dark and they were quite happy to, I'm assuming they would have played blind to to try and get those 26 runs, Peter, over the last two overs. It just felt like it was a bit, petty the end of the game did it need to be that way yeah it did feel petty and isn't that cricket to a t isn't it you know <laughs> as you talk about bound up in you know rules and regulations and red tape i mean for god's sake do you remember do you recall was it the 2007 world cup that was concluded in the pitch black you yeah know? in the west but indies you just got to get a result don't you and sometimes i think common sense for god's sake fellas can't we just get a result here um yeah, it's easy to knock the uh, New South Wales, I guess, when, when there are points on the line. But, hey, maybe you could back your spinners. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. Anyway, um, what else? What's on the agenda this week, Peter? You're getting out. Were you able yeah. to get accreditation to any of the uh, the T20 matches <laughs> or are you, you're sitting on the roof well, there at the SCG tonight? Uh, no, no, I think they'll allow me in the box today. So I'll be going down for that game today. Um We'll see what happens after that. I tend not to plan too far ahead. Uh, I've got uh, Tim Payne's book is coming out this week, which I've um, assisted him in writing. That's That's been int- an interesting sort of experience. I've read a pre-advanced so, copy, uh, the, the first couple of pages, Peter. That's all I've got um, so far. But, did you? Uh, Where did you get that from? Because <laughs> I haven't got one yet. It was on the desk at work <laughs> in at Holt Street. So uh, I read the first couple of pages, and let me tell you, you want to read the rest yeah. of it after reading the first couple he of pages. He wrote it. He doesn't need to read it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He wrote it. But he, everyone else read it. He wants to um, feel the hard copy in his hand. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah. Yeah, no, Crash rang me yesterday and said, oh, he's got a copy. I said, oh, great. <laughs> Good on you, Crash. Where's mine? <laughs> um, um, but, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it's great, isn't it? I, I, I'm really pleased to see Tim back playing shield cricket. Yeah. And all reports keeping beautifully, you know. Still, potentially the best. I, I think, arguably, still the best keeper in Australia. Not that I'm arguing for him to come back to the Test team, but um, that was that was a significant step for him. And now to put this book out, you know, I mean, he's really exposing himself. This is raw stuff. Or <laughs> I reckon, in a perfect world, he probably wouldn't have done it. But you know, we were halfway into writing a book at the time, and and shows his strength that he said, "No, oh, well, let's just keep doing it." You know. We've got to sort of tick off these milestones. So he's uh, he's opened up his shirt on this one and showed the scars, and uh, it's pretty raw stuff. Um, it's I think I hope people will like reading it. Yeah. yeah. Once you finish that one, you can write mine if you like. Oh, thanks. Nick. Yeah. Where would we start? Oh. It was the last quarter. <laughs> no, I, re- I reckon you start at Northeast, wouldn't you? That's where he spent most of his career. Anyway. I was only going to have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I went down for a palmer and a salad and... Uh, 12 hours yeah, later. Next minute. Next minute. minute. Yeah. Eating a kebab. Uh, Peter, thank you for joining us, mate. Much appreciated. And uh, enjoy the T20 World Cup coming up and look forward to reading your stuff over summer. 
Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully this World Cup's going to be some fun. Exactly. I'm sure it will be. Pete Lawler from Cheers. The Australian joining us. And, yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that Tim Payne book. It will be an intriguing read. Yes, Gibbo? Um, now, I don't – I obviously never played any sort of top – I thought you were going to say you don't demonise Cole. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind Cole. <laughs> yeah. but, um, Cole's all right. <laughs> is there some people who should have put out books? Not, not saying that, like, people don't want to hear from Tim Payne. And I'm sure everyone wants to know about what happened there. But – what level do you have to be to put out a book that like you know this. the general public like is? He's, when he, when Pete mentioned that, I love this. I just I did just went off in the head. What to have a book? Yeah. Well, well, we're putting out I a mean, book. We're putting out a book of Vienna. <laughs> of course, the and book of Vienna. The book of but Vienna. Oh like, four five seven, seven three six seven three six. Who do you want who to see? You, who do you not want to write a book? And who <laughs> yeah. do you want to but write then, a book for? Like interestingly, Pete said that. Tim Payne was writing a book before the whole drama happened. And it's like, well, what, else? what did you do? What were... No, no, he had a great story. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh, well, He had yeah. a good story. Well, because he's injury. He was injured. He debuted with Steve Smith. And out of nowhere. Four years. And then at 34, he came back and he, like 34, 35. Is it book worthy? And he ended is up. It, no. Is, but it, then is, he... it, is it a 20 minute radio interview worthy or is it book Time worthy? out. Time out. Then <laughs> sandpaper happened. Out? Yeah, it was. So sandpaper happened. He had the whole story of sandpaper and then he became captain. But how many different versions of sandpaper do we need? Well, this is a pretty good perspective, seeing that he was the one to benefit most out of it. Yeah, oh. uh, like, it's I like, mean... Oh, so he's making money off, like, making money off COVID. What? People that he's making, he's selling his book off sandpaper, off someone else's misfortune. I just, I, I mean, you He know, benefited. I think of, like, autobiographies. I'm thinking Agassi. I'm thinking Federer. Your greats, your upper echelon of sport, Tim Payne. It's not a stocking filler. See, I'd I'd take a a storyline like Tim Payne. I'd read them both. You're a journalist, Adam. but over a storyline like Roger Federer. What's Roger Federer going to say? I was great. Well, three hundred no. pages. No, I, I would no. I would probably want to hear what Dan, Roger Dan Carter's on. autobiography is very good. There you go. Like, and he was great all the time, but he had he, but he had uh, injury setback in that World Cup and whatnot. There's one I want to read that I want to see written. Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not that. sure he's going to do it. <laughs> he's not doing I'm it, Adam. He's not I'm doing not it. Doing How many times does he have I'm to say I'm not writing a book. It's going to be – it's one of those ones. Picture with, book. Yeah, with, yeah, where you get like the five different colouring in pencils at the bottom. To occupy the kids on a plane. Mark Bosnich. Oh, Boz. Yeah. A Boz ass. There's a book. Well, see, okay. And it's so, one where, and it's one where, you know, if you open a certain page and you get the, the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Interactive. Interactive see, book. That's a different Boz and Tim Payne. They're on different. They planes. are. Oh, aren't they? That's, a, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, four, five, different, seven, seven, three, different six. strokes for different folks. Seven, three, yeah. six. Well, okay, well, who, who, who would you not? Who hasn't written a book that you'd love them to write a book? Oh, I'd love the Johns Brothers. I would absolutely love the Johns Brothers to Together. write a book. And it's going oh, to be no, called Better Than Lego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know on the text line 0457 736 736. Back with plenty more right after this. 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
Great to have your company. It's Cox Plate Day in Melbourne and uh, looks like the radar is clearing. So I think they've got down to a slow six there. So if you're doing the form for Mooney Valley this afternoon, it's slow six. and But they're going to get the races away, which is good. 11 Surely race card. I'm thunderstruck is the topical tip. Topical tip. Absolutely. They were thunderstruck last night. They've backed the Waller thing that he's bought from overseas, El Badegan. Um, loves the wet, happens. apparently. So, uh, yeah, that's but Animo is still the favourite. For that one, uh, keep your text coming on 0457 736 736. But just on the, the racing last night, this is when it all went down with the Manicato Stakes as the horses were coming out onto the track, and this is what happened. Hutch, can she do it over 1,200? Yes, she can. She's going to go jump from gate one. Gate one was a big plus for her. She drew that same barrier when Victus, Victoria... That, that, that was, was the loudest cover thunder I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> right above us as well. So the uh, audio cut out and then it went for a second and then came back with that thunder. At, that was as the horses was going out onto the track yeah. and uh, horses were going out on the track and a massive bolt of lightning yeah. cracked over Pretty the Pretty dangerous. A little bit dangerous. A little bit dangerous. It can be a bit flighty at times. They can be as well. So um, yeah, it's good that they're going to get out the uh, the cox plate. They're, they're just showing on racing.com right now the uh, the nineteen ninety two cox plate, which was one of the greatest Best ever, probably the greatest ever field. And then superimposed around the outside, there was a fall in the race. Naturalism, Naturalism. was I think the favourite for the race as well. And let's elope was there. Better loosen up. Which won a Japan Cup. It was an incredible race. Incredible race and superimposed one. Over the top, and I think it's what is it? Forty years since Kingston Town's nineteen eighty two Cox Plate win. Is that the Kings, Kingston That's, Town can't win? Kingston Town can't win the three hundred coming around the turn when it was. I was like Gibbo this morning. Where where did your love of horse racing come from, Adam? Like, is you're an encyclopedia of knowledge on most sports, and horse racing is one of them. Where did it? Grafton Racecourse nineteen ninety one when I first walked in on there with the old man who didn't mind a punt. And I didn't really like it that much and then went to the races and got hooked. So not in a bad way, like in a good way. I really appreciate the sport. Gamble responsibly. Gamble, Gamble responsibly, responsibly of, course. of course. But it's, it's, I, I really enjoy the sport. I love, I love the animal. The people in the sport love the animals as well, um, even though certain groups in society think otherwise. What did you make of that? Cold demonizers. What did you make of that story the week uh, about Flemington? Was it the, the area wall. around it? Flooding, but Flemington was sweet. Well, I don't know the whole backstory, but if the wall was built without protest, that there was thoughts that they got the 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 approval for the wall through, not the right way. But I can't see how that could have been the case. But I I, I don't know the whole scientific background. But if if that wall caused other places to flood, that's no good. But if other places are going to flood anyway and they've stopped Flemington from flooding, play on. Now, I don't know the answer to that, Nick. I'm not sure if you've been across it, but the criticism was that no, the I'm wall... I'm not a surveyor. I'm many things, yeah. but I'm not a surveyor. <laughs> exactly. But the wall forced water in places it wasn't going to go. I don't know. If it did, no good. If it didn't, and look, there was a hell of a lot of water going through that joint. It's going to so go somewhere. If it was going to go somewhere and the river was going, the, the Maribyrnong River goes that way and then out into Port Phillip Bay... If it was going to flood the people that it unfortunately flooded and they're trying to put their lives back together, I absolutely feel sorry for them. But if, if it's protected, Flemington Racecourse and, and the areas surrounding it, and there's a lot of stables there as well. So having to evacuate all those horses that are trained on Flemington Racecourse would have been a logistical challenge. So 
Anyway, they can swim. You said uh, earlier in the show, when, when I asked you that question earlier on the show about racing, it, how does Australia stack up to the rest of the world? As in quality? Quality wise, like you, you sprinters, know, we've got the best sprinters, um, but up to about I reckon what do you reckon 1,400, 1,600 meters? Two thousand. Two thousand. The the best ones are in Europe. Well, the last definitely. Cox Plate winner wasn't an Australian horse. State of Rest. That was a Irish one. Yeah. And then the it won a yeah over the Ascot Carnival as well. Mm. A lot of lot of the breeding. It's breeding, and yeah, and it's, it's and it's the big prize money races in Europe and the prestige races in Europe are two thousand meters plus. The big money races here are Golden Slippers sprint races. So there's no point breeding horses that are unsuitable to your racing conditions and training venues. The training venues here are more conducive to training sprinting type horses. Whereas over in Europe, uh, they've got the big, the gallops and big the fields and they just run for days. Rolling hills. They do. Beautiful it's rolling beautiful. hills. It is quite nice. I like this text on the text line. Mm. Dare I be bold enough to suggest an addition to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club tea and broad brim Keith Arthurton hat, a year nah emblazoned on the back of the hat and or tea. <laughs> just a thought. I reckon it's a segment now with its own life and heartbeat. Well done, Paramat. I'm with you. Is it going to be a spin-off? It's a book. It's own show? I, I think it is. It's a Christmas special. It's the whole show, though, is it not? Like, it, it is. This segment has morphed into... How much we gave three minutes of overnight scores, and then we have just dribbled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole hey, show hey. is a yeah, nah. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Hey, hey, it's hey, been great. The review, the review is happening the in 10 minutes. The review is happening. We've got the review. Well, we've got to do yourself a favour. We've got a few we nominations do. each here for this one, so we're going to be back uh, with that right after this. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> and 25 minutes to go in the show, and uh, welcome back. No, You're we, don't the right to, we, don't, we don't go right to midday, my friend. And Gibbo is just kicking on, I reckon. Kick-ons today, Gibbo, or...? You, yeah, you well, need a, a, a last year's Cox Plate winner. You need a state of rest before you get. No, nah, no sta- Well, oh, just, I don't want to sort of sound like I'm that kind to of clear guy. Up. There's a bit sunny outside. <laughs> <and it's> a, <laughs> you're going to walk out when you walk outside, and we get some fresh air, which I think is important. Yeah, it's going to get that nice little burst of spring warmth in the air, and well, mm, through the nostrils and away you first, go. Your first drink is going to be interesting, whether it oh, be I mean clear, fizzy, or amber. So, Nick, I, I work six days a week. Absolutely. So I, I like to think I don't work hard, but I, there's a lot I of time. I work often. Yeah, I work <laughs> often. And so Friday night, I usually, you know, I let the hair down a little bit. Mm. Saturday night, the hair's gone completely down. <laughs> down. And it was Saturday afternoon. So it's Rapunzel. Come oh, down to Henson. Oh, no, <laughs> come come, come yeah. down to Henson. But I can show them how I snapped it here. <laughs> I, I got the ball. Phil Pryor gave it to me, and I just snapped it, and I nearly kicked a goal. We've got actual demonstrations. Actual. It, was, it was like this. I Because, Nick, you actually beat quiet. You nearly I mean, hung yourself. We'll see, because playing rugby, it's a bit different to playing AFL. Like, you, you sort of, uh, yeah, like, there's a little bit more contact, perhaps. And so when you play in AFL, around. you're thinking like, all right. And so I came in, the ball was on the ground. I ran in from five meters. T-shirt is so worried. Yeah, well, a kebab <laughs> last night. Manly, kebab. Lanley Seaside mm. kebab. Lanley. 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 Came in five meters, grabbed it on the ground. Warm, no snapped it. 
He's got his hand up. What do you mean? John on the text line. Congratulations to Gibbo for his work on Thursday night, Friday morning. Very entertaining. National broadcaster. National broadcaster overnights with Gibbo. Did you get the quiz quiz all good? The truck stop trivia Mm. quiz, yeah. Went off without a hitch. Um, We had Michael from Reservoir and Mike from Wynnum Hill. It was a shootout. It was a bit confusing because they had the same name. But you know how we have SEN track on the station where people sit around watching punting? We have that with the rugby league, and I'm sure that happens with the AFL. I'm trying to bring in uh, overnight flicks. So we all watch a movie that's on seven flicks or SBS, whatever it is. And, but we do it without the sound, no subtitles, and we comment what's going on. Now, what, are they, what do you think they're saying? Well, In Bruges was on, which is my one, one of my absolute all-time favourite movies, and we're getting into Do Yourself Favour in a sec. So In Bruges was on, and I, I, I'm about eight weeks into my overnight stint and I'm sort of getting a little comfortable. I'm getting a little loose, which mm. is probably an issue. And then, so we, we, I start talking about, Oh, I'm watching in Bruges, like one of my favorite movies, like blah, blah, blah. We should do SEN flicks. We'll talk about the movie that's on. Yada, yada, Not yada. Not great for the truck drivers, but anyway. Not great for the truck driver. Well, Not you know, they could have it on. in the, and then, so no, yeah, but no one, no one sort of, no one was given that any time of day. Oh, well, that doesn't mean it's not a good idea. Exactly right. So, yeah, look, overnights is going great. And you work hard, you play hard. You work often. Work hard, work often. Now, let's do, do yourself a favour right now, shall we? And uh, as mentioned earlier, my, uh, my lovely wife has been watching this show where this Japanese woman goes into houses to declutter, mm. declutter lives mm. and just ease the stress. The clean-looking house opens the mind somewhat and doesn't allow for stress to infiltrate your day-to-day being. Mm. So she goes in, and one of her tricks is to say, put all your clothes Mm. on the bed and then go through what you really need in your life now. Has the best days in those clothes gone? And if it is time to throw said clothes, we go down the chuck them in the Smith family bin or whatever, if they're in good enough shape mm-hmm. to be worn mm-hmm. and recycled for someone who, who might require them, um, put them in there. But as you put them in there, you, 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 you thank the clothing. <laughs> <laughs> you go, thank you for the time we've spent together, but now is a time that we need to part. And you then place said clothes in recycle or if it's got holes in it, in the bin. Yeah. So half the undie drawer is gone. <laughs> Gold. Yeah, you can't you can't put undie drawer in recycling. You can't put undies in the Smith bin. No, you put them in the green bin, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you burn them out the back. You put them in the compost. I, on that, on that, Adam, I, I watched the show on Paramount Plus yesterday called Undressed, and Catherine Heisman, she was in with the boys on the run home, and it was talking about how what you wear says about you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking across the desk. <laughs> Be careful here. Be careful be here, careful Mr. Here, I've mate. got kebab on my T-shirt. I look like I've worked at the abattoir. <laughs> Get yeah, going. so do yourself a favour, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but she so talks okay. about how... You go. No, continue. You like, continue. Complete the sentence. So this poor bloke, he comes on. So I only watched the first 10 minutes and th- this poor bloke comes on and he's wearing a hat, a bit like uh, a bit like yourselves, actually, guys. Yeah. We're both yeah. wearing hats in mm-hmm. the studio for your listeners on uh, SEN YouTube. And she just walks in, so pretty much wearing what you're wearing right now. So Adam's wearing a t-shirt, he's wearing shorts and a hat. Now this guy walks in, she does a reading of him and she says, oh, a little bit boring. 
<laughs> a little bit boring. And then he takes off the hat and he's balding. And it's a bit like, oh. I think I'm looking across from it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well. I'm happy to be boring. Yeah. Okay. So if lady comes in. Yeah. What's all? Give me a night. What, what are you saying goodbye to? My clothes. Mm. I've done it this week. You did it? I did it. Yeah. It was it felt great. And that's what you learned. That's what was that's left. That's what was left. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen what wow. went out. <laughs> Should have seen what went out. What but went? there was a big decision to make. Okay. What a was big that? decision what to make. That? What was it? There was a Mowers Club t-shirt. Oh, stay? <laughs> yes. Of course. Collector's item. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, a lot went out. It was good. Then did you thank the clothes? I thanked the clothes. And now, after, right after feel the better? show, I'm going to go and purchase some new ones. Is that oh, replenish? Oh, is that what's meant to happen? But then you no, just, no. I'm not meant to happen. I'm just down on. This is like down on. Uh, there's, I, I need to recruit. There's a listener time. that knows who she is that puts stuff out in the council cleanup and then comes back with more. What do you mean? In the Lake Macquarie area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that not like that's what happened? It, it, so you're decluttering, but then you put new no, stuff no, no, in. No, no, so no, it's no, a new, it's a that. new clutter. No, no, no. In, in my so it's like three out, one in. It's list three management. pairs of <laughs> three three pairs of crappy jeans out, one new pair in. List management, Nick. I got maybe like all up clothing wise. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a nominal figure here. I'm not saying it's the figure. I got 40, 40 pieces of clothing that I need mm. at the moment. I've got thirty three players. Okay. I'm not going to go out and recruit 20 more players. I'm going to okay, so do it sensibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe going to fill up with maybe five and mm. leave a couple of spots just in case I, I spot something on the way out. And in the summer. Yeah. So you're, not, the you're summer. not going hard on the jeans and hoodies and stuff. Well, like I'm just it. about to spend three weeks in this is true. England. Okay. So maybe, I need to top up on in, some jumpers. So and when stuff. you get home, you're going to go back through that going, oh, I can't believe I threw out the hoodies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, you idiot. Stupid. Another do yourself a favour. And Gibbo, you watch this, and it is compelling viewing. And you've got to give a shout out to the people. I think the guys at Jam TV do it in collaboration with the people from the Australian Premier Leagues involved in the football A League men's all access. It is, and what they do that they've obviously picked their targets about who they want to follow for a week. So they they pick a subject for a week, and it's a, like a twenty to thirty minute final product. First episode was Nani. Second episode was Charlie Austin, the ex Premier League striker who's now at Brisbane. So they, they get the backstory and they film that pre and then they go and just follow said person for a match on the weekend and it's turned around really quick. So four days later, it's on air. Now these are, it kind of flies in the face with all these other docos all access, which take months to turn around. It's week by week. I don't know how they're going to be going, Gibbo, the producers in week 20 when they're doing this for 20 weeks because it's a big, big, big ass. It's a really hard thing to do with TV. I don't think people appreciate how much work goes into it, but... As a non, like, you know, A-League nuffy, yeah. how did you find the... Well, first, there's a couple of points that I took out of it. Firstly, when I put on the first episode, the usually when you watch a TV show, uh, episode one, it goes to the next episode. Mm. When I watched it, it went to, like, match day 36, and all of a sudden I was watching, like... You know, Melbourne versus Brisbane or some random yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I was watching a couple minutes into like their analysis of the pregame thinking, oh, is this... This is a bit different. This is a bit different <laughs> to the episode. But yeah, no, the show is good. Uh, Charlie Austin, who was the profile in the second episode for Brisbane Raw, he, he interestingly, like he, like you said, Adam, he came from the APL, but he spoke about how um, 
he was talking to his agent and he, he just wasn't feeling very good about going to the north of England, like traveling mm. two days a week to the north of England. He, he di- didn't feel very good leaving his family for two days a week. So mm. his agent called up and said, oh, we've got to deal with Brisbane Raw. Like, are you keen to do it? And he said, yeah, why not? So mm. a bit counterintuitive, but he was he seems like a character. Now he's going to go to Perth for two days and leave his family <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's like for a neutral fan, look, I'm not a massive fan of the A-League, but it was good to see these stories. And I believe like in all sports, regardless of what it is, when you sort of see a story leading into it, you get more engaged. Now, I'm going to watch Definitely. Brisbane Raw next time they play and be like, where's my boy Charlie Austin? With the, with the beach Away from hair. the family. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's away from the family. Is he Great dad. No. He's a good man. And uh, there, was a, there was a really good scene that we can't – we want to run the audio, yeah. but there's too many F-bombs in it and there's no yeah. clean version. I didn't want to um, trouble Gibbo by having to get out the beat 12 times in 30 <laughs> seconds. But him and Connor Chapman uh, – Connor Chapman gave away a penalty in the game against Melbourne City last week. And they just go at each other in the dressing room, like right. all guns blazing, f u f u f u at each other. It's compelling viewing, but it happens all the time. That's what we want we to just see. Don't see it. That's all we want to see. Is not like uh, Collingwood. Did Collingwood have a ABC show a couple of years ago? That was show me the money on stand, but. Usually in the big codes, we don't cute. really see. A lot of the, hard, the Amazon knocks, hard Knocks is pretty good. The Amazon ones are pretty yeah. good. There was an Amazon AFL one, wasn't Amazon there? AFL one. That was all right, but it, it felt a little COVID thing, clean and sanitized. You didn't get the full. If you're going to do it, how people react? Because you, well, the Charlie Austin Connor Chapman thing that I just described. Yeah, if you had the, the the best teams that go around, you'd think that they hated each other. But Teammates it's just, just but it's into just each the other. Level of you build enough of a relationship and respect for each other that you can go back to it. Yeah. At the end of it, you're like, Oh, did you give it to me? I'm like, yeah, well, don't well Connor that. and Charlie five minutes later, we're like, Oh, yeah, sorry, man. Having a laugh yeah. about it. And yeah. But the A-League, the A-League like in this <laughs> situation, they've got nothing to lose, right? No, they have to throw so up the stumps like this. They're, they're, I mean, crowds are down, ratings are down. Yep. They're on Paramount plus sort of thing. Well, tonight I'd love to go to the pub and watch the Melbourne Derby. Yeah. But I know I'm absolutely no hope of finding a pub well, that has the A-Leagues on it. Oh, no, but like, yeah. It's only cricket. They've got, what else is on? Basketball? Oh, I'm sure the Jack, well, that's jump- the thing, the Jack Jumpers are on. That's the strength of – and okay, I'm talking about – I'm not an employee anymore, but the old day at Fox. If the cricket, for instance, which is on tonight, that's got rain, you're on the same platform as the cricket, you go two clicks on the button, you're watching the A-League, which won't get called off for the weather unless there's lightning. So – Tonight, for instance, uh, for the anniversary dinner, I just might sneak into a pub somewhere and maybe watch a bit of sports. <laughs> beautiful romantic schnitzel down at the uh, park house. No, but I, I won't be able to find that anywhere it, on a screen in a pub. It must suck, Adam, like being a, a football fan in this country because, what, you need to have Paramount Plus. You need yep. to have Stan Sport for Champions League. You need KO for the Italian stuff, Optus Sport. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, that would not happen in... AFL or the NRL. It shows the strength, but yet at the same time, the weakness of the sport that there's no unifying factor. But the strength is that all these companies want a little piece of that pie. Who misses out in the end or who has to pay through the backside in the end? The fan. It's, um, yeah, annoying. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, welcome back. Uh, 
Great to have your company on the Mowers Club today. Jeez, we waffled. Waffle, waffle, waffle. We didn't. Yeah, we did. Nah, it was great waffle, though. It was last, knowledgeable waffle. Last text, it was Muzz. Speaking of council cleanups, Dad would habitually pick up junk from other people's cleanups. Oh. Piles on the basis of, well, you look what some people throw out these days. This is still useful. Take it home, store it in the garbage for years, and then throw it out in the council cleanup. <laughs> Two years later. Two years later. Circle of life. Circle of life. Uh, Mark says you will find both the cricket and the A-League at an RSL club on adjacent TVs. Have a meal and a drink. That sounds like a great anniversary. You know, I might take you up on that, Mark. But the p- point is that very few places have Paramount Plus to access the A-League. That was my point. Hey, gotcha. Before. North stand sport for the rugby union too. Mm. Look at us, Adam. Two peas in a pod. Our sports just aren't on minnows. RSL TV. Minnows. Brothers from other mothers. Minnows. Minnows. Sporting, sporting minnows. Oh, come off it! You, d- didn't you take a little bit of? Didn't you take a little bit of wedge this week from uh, a bit of rugby union wedge? Nicholas, it's not too late for me to set up a Twitter poll. Just trying to improve the product. What World Cup do you prefer, the Football World Cup or the AFL one? <laughs> At Nick Davis 2 or whatever one. it is. On the AFL don't have one. We don't they one. did have one though, didn't they? <laughs> Australia didn't play in it. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Vanuatu smashed Fiji. The Vanuatu ones are very good at it. Uh, I've seen it. Good luck, Cox Plate. What's your tip? No idea. Gibbo, what's your tip for life? Uh, just enjoy yourself. Yeah. We'll try. I'm done for, I don't know when See I'm you back. friend. December 15 or something like that. Or something like that. You're going to be over on this side of the yeah. desk. And I dare say that this song won't get a run, so I'm going to play it on the way out, the pump-up song. Get your hands up in the air, everyone. <laughs> Bit of Neil Diamond on the way. Have a great Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.